Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. This is by far one of my favorite episodes I've ever recorded, and I have been so excited to release it ever since I recorded it. I recorded this podcast with Julie Bauer when we were both at the Mind Pump Podcast Heart event in Tahoe in September. So I'm just now releasing the episodes from that event, and this is the first one that I wanted to release. It's really long, but really great, and I was really excited to chat with Julie because she's been somebody that I followed for a long time. She was one of the first paleo bloggers I ever discovered. Her blog, Low Key, helped me get through college. I just love her and respect her as a businesswoman so much and just love her personality. I feel like we have a lot in common. She is very no BS. She is unapologetically herself and she is so funny. Like she, when I read her posts or when I listen to her talk, I actually laugh out loud and she's been somebody that I always really wanted to have my podcast, but I was waiting for the opportunity for that to happen and it came so I was just really excited to chat with her and I loved meeting her in person because you guys know I talk about how I just like meeting people in person to figure out if they're the same in real life as they are on social media or if they're a total fraud and I was very very happy that Julie is really down to earth and the same in person as she comes across on her blog and podcast she's just herself all the time and I just love that she's very down to earth and I just had a great time chatting with her it was a really easy conversation and I mean it was two hours long but I could have talked to her for a long time so I was really glad that she was at the event I had a chance to hang out a bit with her and join Claire from Girls Gone Wad and they're all really really great women um listen to their podcasts all of them if you haven't already I think in this space it can be hard to find genuine people but they're all very genuine and just real. And again, I love this conversation with Julie. If you don't already know Julie, you need to go check out her website. It is incredible. PaleoMG.com. She's also on Instagram at PaleoMG. Her podcast is PaleoMG Uncensored. It will all be in the show notes. She has some incredible cookbooks out. Her recipes are seriously insane. Her cheeseburger casserole changes lives truly but if you want some epic recipes go to her website I have no idea how she does it but she blogs six to seven days a week very 
very admirable. I don't know how she does that. And I love that her blog and brand is a mix of food, fashion, fitness. So she kind of covers everything and she makes everything really approachable, relatable, and she's just herself and hilarious. So I seriously love chatting with her and she really doesn't need much of an introduction because if you are in the paleo space, I'm sure you know her but huge Julie Bauer fan I am. Before I play the interview, something that she discovered while she was there was the Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. We all got Ned in our goodie bags, and I know she really, really liked it. Julie is from Denver, and the guys from Ned, Rhett and Adrian, who have been on my podcast, are also from Colorado. I feel like everybody who lives in Colorado is so cool and nice and normal. So if you live in Colorado, shout out to you. (laughs) I really want to visit soon. But anyways, I wanted to talk to you guys a bit more about the Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. You know it is my favorite CBD. Make sure you listen to my episode with Adrian and Rhett to learn more about their brand specifically. It's really important to me to support companies that have a lot of integrity and there's definitely does but beyond that just the product itself is truly amazing so it's not just a cbd oil it is a full spectrum hemp oil which means that it contains all of the other active cannabinoids in addition to the cannabidiol so it contains compounds like cbg cbc CBDA, CBGA. It's got the full spectrum. There are a lot of different CBD oils out on the market, a lot of CBD isolates. And an isolate is a lab isolated CBD compound that exists in a white powder form. And it's stripped of all of those other phytocannabinoids that really help to complement the cannabidiol so that it works really effectively. CBD does not get you high, just so you know, but what can it help you with? It helps a lot with anxiety, depression, PTSD. It is a really potent anti-inflammatory. It can help as a sleep aid, so if you have insomnia or trouble winding down in the evening to fall asleep or stay asleep. It's also great if you struggle with pain, so it can act as a natural pain reliever, chronic pain. I know a lot of people who have chronic pain or autoimmune conditions that have found a lot of relief using CBD regularly, and it's also a rich source of antioxidants in general. There have been so many incredible testimonials from people with some pretty serious health conditions, everything from epilepsy to Parkinson's to Alzheimer's, just showing how CBD can really help to improve somebody's life. And it's a really easy, simple, natural support that you could use to help support the endocannabinoid system in your body, which really isn't often stimulated, which is a bummer because it affects basically all the other systems in the body as well. This is why people see improvements with their gut health, with their immunity. If the CBD is supporting the endocannabinoid system, which helps to sort of modulate the responses in your body and bring you back to homeostasis, this can help you get into the parasympathetic state easier and That really has a whole host of positive effects on your overall health, well-being, how you're currently feeling. 
I also love the Ned because it tastes really good. It tastes like flowers. A lot of CBDs contain flavorings to hide how bad their flavor is because it's not from a pure source. This one tastes delicious. And the ingredients are just the CBD and the other phytocannabinoids as well as non-GMO MCT oil. That's it. So a lot of the other products on the market contain a bunch of other ingredients or an inflammatory oil, but this one ingredients are on point. Plus they put so much love and care into the production of their full spectrum hemp oil and you can really taste the difference and the quality and sourcing really does affect how well it works in the body. So they infuse every single batch of their full spectrum hemp products with positive vibes, love and gratitude, and they attune every batch to binaural beats pretty legit. If you want to try out Ned, I'm very excited because my discount code has increased. So if you use my code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, you will get 15% off. Just go to helloned.com, check out all of their products. They have some lip balms, a body butter, and different strengths of CBD oil. I recommend just starting off with a 300 milligram. You can just put a dropper worth on your tongue, under your tongue, a few hours before you want to go to sleep or calm down and do that every evening and see how you feel afterwards. Pretty easy, tastes good. So again, you can go to helloned.com, use my code wellness, and that will get you 15% off of any products. And if you try it out, let me know how it goes. I know a lot of you have been in love with this and I'm so, so excited about it. All right, now that I've clued you into the, the updated Ned discount, it used to be 10%. Now you get 15. I'm so pumped. Anyways, now that we've talked about that, I think it's time to hop into this episode with Julie Bauer. You guys are going to love it. And I know it's long, but it is well worth it. So listen till the end. All right, here we go. Wait, when you record, you don't use these, right? No. I hate using these. Oh my God. I, what do you I use? I love it. Oh my God, girl. I use either. You use your iPhone. Do you yes. use your headphones? Headphones. And if a friend is over, uh-huh. I just use my computer microphone. No, you don't. Yeah, it's the fucking worst. <laughs> it's the worst. And then it's just this like ambient sound in the background. It's the fucking worst. No. Do people complain about it? Oh yeah, 100%. Do you, you don't care? Mm, it's just not my main priority yeah. at the moment. And if they want to uh, buy me an entire system, that's cool. Then, uh-huh. then I'll totally fix it. I honestly have extra mics that I could definitely give to you. I ha- So point. I have like whatever, I forget what kind of mic it is, but it's just the one that stands up mm-hmm. right in the middle. And I I hate it. The Yeti? Yes. It's a piece of shit. It's the worst. It's the, and everybody says the best one. And then I bought it and I returned it. I hate it so much. No, it's a sh- it's, it's horrible. And I'll use it. And then it like always, even though it's not touched, mm-hmm. it'll stop recording like mm-hmm. out of nowhere. So I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to retort it on my computer and have terrible no, sound. It's stupid. No, literally. No, if you want, I'll tell you. Uh, I can literally mail you my old mics. Like, oh. the, because the Yeti's a piece of shit. It's the, the worst. They have cheaper ones. Like, they're like 70 bucks. And you don't like the headphones? I kind of like it. I mean, I just feel. It just sounds so clear. It does sound clear. I don't know. I don't like have something on my ears, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. It's. It sometimes it feels too... Screwing up our hair. Yeah, it's too... Your hair looks very nice. Oh, thanks. It's I so, mean, I was up since four in the morning. I might as well fucking I'm, do my hair. I'm impressed. Okay, it's so weird seeing you in real life. <laughs> Why? Do people say that to you a lot? Um, um, <laughs> no. 
I've been following you for like how uh like three years really yeah oh that's awesome yeah i started following you when i was in college okay which is kind of when i got into like paleo mm-hmm. um but yeah and then it's always weird seeing a body attached to somebody like, you know well i guess i see your whole body in photos but like it's still different in this still I, I had this girl come up to me the other day and told me that um She's like, you have to change the photos on your blog because you're way better looking in person. I was like, is that a compliment? Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to take that, but I'm happy with, obviously Uh I'm content enough to put my photo out there. Uh Well, I, okay. This is a weird thing. It's a really weird thing. I am actually like, I think your pictures look great. You look in person like you look in photos to me, which I really appreciate because I meet so many people who look nothing like what they look like online. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting. I love all the like blogger drama, juicy shit. Like, so like moving, I live in LA and that's part of why I love living there. It's because I meet people in real life who everybody else is seeing because a lot of people live there. Right. They're seeing them on social media. I'm like, that person looks nothing like that in real life. Really? Yeah. Because I see some of these, you know, more of the beauty bloggers Mm -hmm. or kind of the the fashion bloggers out there when I'm like, how does your face look like that? Like yeah. who doesn't have a wrinkle on their no, face everything when you're is at your 30? Yeah. Everything. I had people ask me on my recent podcast, I did like a listener questions mm-hmm. and there was quite a few questions if I edit my photos mm-hmm. and I always make my teeth whiter mm-hmm. in photos. And if I have your like teeth a are white, giant, though. oh, thank you. Uh-huh. I whiten them. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll, if I have a big zit, I'll edit the zit yeah. out. And they're like, what do you ever make yourself like thinner and more photos? And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. And I know it's probably super easy because there's mm-hmm. like Facetune or whatever. Yeah. But I've just never downloaded those apps. And but then isn't that a bummer if you're like making yourself skinnier and then you don't look like that in person? Yeah. Well I think that's why people I mean people have such bad like body image issues. Yes. And, I mean when it's the Kim Kardashians of the world. Yeah. Like when we're trained to think we're supposed to look like that, which isn't natural. Yeah, exactly. And they're acting like it is. It's like, what? No, the best is, <laughs> I see one more person, like Kim Kardashian's butt routine. I'm like, you really think that doing this little butt, butt, butt workout is going to turn your butt, make your butt look like Kim Kardashian? That was Get like thousands of, of dollars of surgery. <laughs> Yeah, like hundreds of thousands. <laughs> yeah, no. And I even remember watching an episode of the Kardashians, and mm. they had to jump, or I'm sorry, they had to cut her jump rope because she couldn't jump rope, and Are so they serious? had to cut it. So it was just two strings. She can't even fucking jump rope, and you're acting like <laughs> she has a butt routine. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, no. Wait, that's great. Like, wh- wait, why can't she jump? She's like, too she's uncoordinated. Like, Holy shit! Oh I my like, god. Still remember that episode because I was you, like, what? Do you watch the show still? No, I'll like, if I really want to not think at all, mm-hmm. like if I'm having one of those days where say I did a full day of cooking videos mm-hmm. and my brain is fucking fried and mm-hmm. my body's fried, I'll sometimes turn it on. But I, I used to watch it all the time and fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. And then the past, past few years, it's like, this is too, it's just so fake and it's just so, um, I don't know. It's yeah. just not where I want I my never headspace to be. It. I could never get it. I just like, no, I'm more of a... Uh, Real Housewives Bachelor person, and that's all bachelor. I have. Ban- like, Love. yeah, only oh, that's like I'm like that's my life, and that can only be my life, and I can't have more reality in it. For real, you can like, only take so yeah. much. Yeah. What do you think about Colton as the new Bachelor? <laughs> 
I think it's an obvious move because it's like he's obvious. a virgin, you know? Yes, they fucking love it. Okay, does it bother you that whenever he's saying something serious, he's smiling? He's so weird. I'm like, what the fuck? Here's Do you my... believe he's a virgin? No. Well, if he is, he has a micro penis. <laughs> like, this is why he's a virgin. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, there's no religious reason why he's still a virgin. He's saying he hasn't met the right person. It's like... Okay. But okay, I okay, I kind of partly believe he. I feel like there comes a point where it's like been once you reach so a long. certain age, it's like you might as well just keep waiting. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh man, like I just never had that visual. I was like, <laughs> let's get this shit over with. <laughs> I mean, I feel like like I have I have some friends now who are like they're virgins. So they're like, well, at this point, I've waited so long, I might as well like yeah. Then you know you're what like, I mean? might as well wait for the yeah, right person. Like yeah, and I'm like. But so, and that's losing your virginity is never like a fun process. Like it's, and maybe because I just lost mine so young. How old were you? Too young. Too young to talk Tell about. Uh, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can't have that put on the internet. <laughs> I still have a couple of secrets you put in my life. On the internet. Not my husband. Okay, that's true. I lost my virginity that's a good to one. my husband. Okay. Did you? <laughs> no. no. I was like, no. No, didn't. no. Wait, 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 wait. Has anyone ever, like, because I feel like you probably have some, like, psycho stalker fans, and I'm, like, surprised someone hasn't, like, stalked your husband, gotten a picture, and tried to spread it on the internet just to oh, be I'm a, sure a dick. Somebody recently was, like, they told me that they really want, well, but I think we're friends on Facebook, but... um I th- if you type in Julie Bauer, mm-hmm. some in the Google searches, it'll say Julie Bauer's husband. And so people search that out. That's <laughs> yeah. like a regular thing. And I'm sure I don't even know how to get all my fucking shit private on Facebook because they make it so goddamn mm-hmm. hard and I fucking hate Facebook. Me but um, I'm sure they people have seen them. I mean, yeah. it's not that hard to find uh-huh. photos. Yeah. I mean, it's the internet, you know, like you can find anything if yeah. you really want to look. Yeah. You can find people's fucking addresses. I know. Like it's so easy. But um, and yes, people have found his photos. Yeah. they Do they try and spread it? I have no idea. You're like, I don't care. What yeah. does he think about all this? Um, I, I mean, I think he thinks it's weird. <laughs> I think he yeah. thinks my job is weird and he doesn't understand everything I do yeah. anyways. But like, do you either? No. Like, cause I'm like, I don't really I know. I think I'm learning everything every single day Mm -hmm. and adapting every single day with my job. Um, But I think he uh, he met me when I was making $17,000 a year and barely cutting it. And um, I think it's really cool for him that he's seen me kind of grow up through the past years because I think he met me when I was 24 Mm -hmm. and now I'm 30 and he's really seen me progress and grow and change as a woman. I think that's really cool for him. Um, especially in my business, but I think he thinks it's super weird if we're ever out and someone's Mm -hmm. like, you're paleo MG. I think he (laughs) thinks that's really weird. Okay. Why did you name, why did you name it? Paleo MD. <laughs> it's really not a like exciting story. I was gonna start my blog uh-huh. and it was gonna be paleo recipes. And so I got on my Facebook when Facebook used to be cool and fun mm-hmm. and you could talk to your friends on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I'm trying to figure out what to name my blog. And this girl was like, What about Paleo MG? <laughs> Literally, that's it. That's the story. Did she ever try and take like credit for that or be like, I need money since you took no. my name? That's good. Yeah, she's the best. The assholes. Oh like, yeah, I like found that out to it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm sure. But she's no, she's cool with it. Okay, I want to like 
really dive into everything about your job because I think it's so interesting. <laughs> I really want to dive into your virginity. <laughs> yeah, that too. Okay, we're gonna gloss over that. I'm. I want to oh, know. My mom might know. Listen to these podcasts. You know, she we gotta not. keep that. Does she listen to your podcast? Your family like listen to your podcast once in a while, and I'm like, mm. mom, stop fucking listening to this yeah. shit. Like, this is not what you want to hear. Does your, your husband listen to your podcast? Um, he, I think he listened to a fur, a couple and then he listened to one of like this, uh, the owner of my gym, I recorded a podcast mm-hmm. and he like has a man crush on him. So oh, I think okay. he listened to that, but he's like, Julie, you cuss a lot in your podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, I just cuss a lot in day to day life. And he's like, no, you try harder on your podcast. I think he's like annoyed with it. Do you feel like you cuss more on podcasts than in real life? Um, I mean, when him and I are just talking on the couch, you yeah. know, I'm not just like, motherfucker. Yeah. Ah! But when I'm on talking on podcast and you're like talking about your life and yeah. things that have happened, I feel like it is just added more into that conversation. And I talk by myself all the time. Yeah. So you got to get some excitement going well, yeah. into your own conversation. Yeah. It's a long time to talk just like yeah. yourself. An hour talking yeah. to yourself. Exactly. I'm an only child, so I'm really good at it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That makes sense. That's interesting. <laughs> You're an only child. Yeah. I do okay. everything solo. Okay. Okay. I want to talk about your job because like you are like an OG blogger. OG. Not, a lot of people. Yeah. Do do you, does that resonate with you? I feel like, um, you know, there are people way before me who mm-hmm. are the super OGs, but I feel like I'm in the middle of OGs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're like an OG to me. Especially paleo. I'm definitely in that OG yeah, paleo, the paleo realm of blogs. Blogging has changed a lot. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm curious what you think about how like blogging has changed so much since when you started. I mean, when I started my blog, I had no idea you could even make money off of a blog. And it was much different than to making money off of it. It was, you know, it was like Google ads was like the big thing. Um, Some affiliate programs, but they weren't very big. Uh, So I never went into it thinking like, this is going to be my job. It was Mm -hmm. just my hobby of sharing recipes with people when um, not many there weren't many paleo recipes out there. And the recipes that were out there were fucking so gross. It was like... It was like Lauren Cordain of the paleo diet. He was giving the recipes for like venison. And it's like, yeah. how many people have the ability to get venison? And especially I was broke as hell. There was no yeah. way I was buying those type of things. I was buying the cheapest of cheap meat and trying to figure out how to work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's crazy how much blogs have changed now. And I think so many people, they see it and they're like, oh, I want to do that. I mean, that is the life. And fuck yeah, it is. It's the coolest job ever. Mm-hmm. Um but it takes a lot of time of making no money off of it yeah. at all to really build it up and to find your vision and adapt with the times and change mm-hmm. with the times. And yeah, it's crazy how much it's changed. I mean, honestly, though, do you think that I mean, people cop onto the internet now and they're like, I want to be an Instagram star. I want to be a blogger full time. And it's like, do you think that's realistic for people now? I think it's way harder. Mm-hmm. I think what I fell in such a great time when, you know, people were searching the paleo diet a lot mm-hmm. and blogs weren't as big as they are now. So it was easier to find me. And then I was able to build up that following mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. and follow through with that and keep mm-hmm. that following as I went and build credibility. And so I think it's, it's definitely harder now to mm-hmm. build that community um, and to find your people out there when there's, I mean, you go on Instagram and you go to the explore page, it's never ending, mm-hmm. you know, never ending so many pages. And so how do you find someone that you really connect 
to mm-hmm. long term too, mm-hmm. um, because those people are constantly changing too, and their interests are changing. So I think it's hard now for sure, yeah. but it's you know, and anything, it's totally doable. It's just you have to be content with not making money for a long time and still working your ass off. I yeah. think. I think I want to ask you if you're open to like sharing, like, I think people are confused about like how, what, what, where's income coming from really? Yeah. So many places. Mm -hmm. So starting from the beginning, um, advertising on my website. Mm -hmm. So if you go to my page and you, you know, you see an ad and maybe you just went to a Nordstrom dress Mm -hmm. and you're going to see probably that Nordstrom dress on my website. So Mm -hmm. it's those cookies in there. And, um, that's the main, like when this, starting points Mm -hmm. then a lot of affiliate networks so Mm -hmm. I work with uh like to know it which is reward style so if you buy this shirt Mm -hmm. I'll make a commission off of that so Mm -hmm. it's very similar to a person who's helping you at Nordstrom find an outfit I'm doing the same via Instagram so I'm making commission off of that um Amazon affiliates so if you buy the almond flour that I used in my recipe I make money off of that um, a lot of different affiliates, whether it's, um, I work with a company called Real Plans, which is a meal planning service, um, uh, deodorant, uh, you know, there's yeah. a ton of different. So affiliates. Yeah, a ton of affiliates. Um, sponsored posts. So tomorrow I have one with Nordstrom. So mm-hmm. a company will reach out to me. Um, today I have one with Primal Kitchen Foods. Mm-hmm. So they'll come out to me and they say, I want you to make a recipe. I want you to um, write a post about these new shoes. I want you to do a post about women's fashion, mm-hmm. um, bras, whatever it is. And they'll pay a sponsored fee as well. Mm-hmm. So those are like the main, the main ways. And I've done partnerships where um, I work with a company called Four Athletics to come out with my own active wear line yeah. with them. And so I'll make money off of that uh-huh. when people buy my active wear through that company. Okay. So it's a million different ways and it's always changing too. And for you, do you get more from affiliates than sponsored posts or is it even? Or the opposite? Mm. Every month it's a little different. Okay. So one month I have might have a ton of sponsored mm-hmm. content and other months it might be a little bit less. It mm-hmm. just depends on, um, you know, Q1 is usually high, Q2 and three, Q3 mm-hmm. lower down, and then Q4 brands are using all the leftover money they have from that year and they want to work together a little bit more mm-hmm. frequent than other months. So every month is a little bit different and it's changing just yeah. depending on what's happening. I think it's... You're so your business is so interesting to me because I feel like affiliate like for you affiliates work because you have such a strong audience who's like been with you for a while and like a lot of people now who are coming into it thinking like I'll make money off of affiliates I'm like no you won't because you don't even have a real following it's hard and I have built this following based on trust Mm -hmm. I've given them the ugly and the good and talking about like skincare products, Mm -hmm. you know, I've gone through the ringer with skin and talking about my cystic acne and going through Accutane and going through lasers and talking about products that work for me. People can trust that because I'm giving them the honest, honest feedback of what I've experienced with those products. And so I think people have really built that trust over the years that you don't always get with someone who's new coming and you're like, how am I supposed to trust you? I don't know Mm -hmm. who you are. And so, yeah, I think that building that community is so important. Yeah. And okay. This is the thing is like, I don't think people realize how like good of a businesswoman you are. 
Oh my God. That's so nice of you to say. No, do you ever feel like, I'm like, I don't know. I think sometimes I feel like everyone's asking you like, what dress are you wearing? Like, what what are you eating? I'm like, people, I feel like everyone's overlooking how genius you are with like your business tactics. Oh, and I don't think of it like that. I think of it as, um, I want this business to work long term. And so years ago, I was only doing recipes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if what if people stop thinking about Mm -hmm. paleo? Like what is what is going to keep my blog afloat? And that's lifestyle. That's overall people have many different interests. So why only talk about food when I'm interested in other things? Mm -hmm. And I I look at the feedback that I'm getting. So if, you know, and out, outfits are getting more likes, why aren't I sharing outfits more mm-hmm. often? Um, and now we have the ability to make money off of that mm-hmm. as well. Um, so I just, I think I just adapt with yeah. what people are more interested in and um, what I'm interested in as well. Like yeah. l- talking about laser treatments, sharing yeah. that, you know. Um, I think it's really smart. That, Oh, thanks. No, and also kind of like everyone's giving out their advice on how to like make blogging and everyone's like, you have to only focus on one thing. And I'm like, I don't think that's true because I see plenty of people who are talking about different things like your fashion and food and fitness and other lifestyle, you know, like skin, like people are following you because they're following you like as a person, you know, and I think that people run into trouble when they like are too specific and too niche personally. I still get those feedback that people are like, I think you should stick to recipes. And I'm like, okay, you can continue to think that, (laughs) but there are plenty of people out there. There are hundreds of people buying this shirt Mm -hmm. today, you know, and even though one person thinks you should stick with a niche, Mm -hmm. well, my business continues to grow. So I don't need to really think about that one person yeah. that is saying that. And I think that the people who say that are just only good at one thing and they want everybody else to only They're boring. Yeah, I think they're boring too. It's annoying. But also, I think also people don't understand like what goes into you to do everything that you do. You must be like relatively organized and planning ahead. Yes. Like very I, much planning ahead. I am so much of a planner. Yeah. I've, I've always had a, um, a decent amount of anxiety and planning is what helps me ease that anxiety, especially when I'm traveling. So mm-hmm. when I'm coming out here, I have in my phone, like the notes section in my phone, hour by hour, what I'm doing to make sure I'm able to finish everything. So I finish my interview with you. Mm-hmm. I need to go grab lunch and I need to go to a coffee shop and I need mm-hmm. to get this, this, and this done before I go to our apartment for the mm-hmm. weekend. And so I plan out hour by hour, day by day. Um, every what, day? Every day. Even on weekends, Uh I do that same thing. Um, And I plan out what Instagram posts need to go live. I plan out what blog posts need to go live, what um, collaborations and sponsored posts I have, what needs to be turned in early. And that really helps ease anxiety because I have a decent amount of it for sure. Yeah, no, you and you have so much to do. Like, how far in advance is your content planned? Um, It's you at this point, because we're going into busy season Mm -hmm. leading up to the holidays, I've planned out through mid-December and I haven't cooked everything that Mm -hmm. needs to get done, but I've planned out everything. So I have my calendar set ready to go and I know what needs to get done ahead of time. Um, But yeah, so it's out, what is that, like two months or so, three months ahead of time. Jesus Christ. Okay, like, but also all the cooking you're doing, like, I literally don't know how you have time for everything. Like, all those photos... All the cooking, 
all the developing recipes. Like, I don't understand how you fit well, that all into it. You just said that you cooked like 11 recipes. Yeah, and I have adrenal fatigue. Like, from I it. know, I but know. But it's like you're doing that all that's, the time. I mean, that's why I have no interest in writing a cookbook again, because <laughs> it's just like that. Yeah. You're cooking six recipes mm-hmm. per day, and you have to get all these done, and then you have to write everything, and then you have to edit everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's so exhausting. Um, but when what's so nice about when I'm cooking recipes now is I'm shooting, okay, I'm shooting an outfit photo today Mm -hmm. and then tomorrow I'm cooking two recipes and then the next day I'm just writing. So I have them things spaced out differently. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's so much planning. Yeah. That's how you get it done. It's okay. I want to know like what a typical day is like for you. Um, so I always wake up and I finish my blog post for the day. Uh-huh. So I have my coffee, sit on the couch with my dog, and then I finish my blog post and go for a walk. So you just like, outside. you wake up and you write a blog post. Well, I usually have them like halfway done. Uh-huh. Um, at least like my photos are done. My recipe is written up and mm-hmm. then I just kind of have to do the couple paragraphs at mm-hmm. the beginning. Sometimes like today's post was ready to go. Mm-hmm. I just posted it at fucking four in the morning when mm-hmm. I woke up. Um, and other days I finish out some days I'm so tired that I'm like, I will just write the full blog post tomorrow. Cause mm-hmm. I know some things will be easier than others and a good night's sleep always like a fresh mind the next day helps with writing. Yeah. Um, and so then I'll go for a walk with my dog and then every day is totally different. It's usually, um, ignoring my emails cause I fucking suck at emails and then, um, shooting maybe a couple recipes, uh, getting my blog posts kind of prepped for the day, doing my Instagram posts, mm-hmm. cleaning up the shit storm of the house that I made from cooking recipes and mm-hmm. photographing them. Um, I always get my workout in for the day, but every day is honestly so different. It's a lot of computer work, a lot of mm-hmm. photographing, um, a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. Planning is like the biggest thing. It's like, okay, you have, these outfit photos coming up, but you're going to be out of town. When can you get four outfits done Mm -hmm. with my sister-in-law who takes my photos and she works full time? It's like, okay, we have to do them on a Sunday. So planning that out and making sure those photos are done ahead of time. So every day is honestly so different, but lots of time on the computer and phone. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering is like how, I think this is a trap a lot of people fall into. I mean, myself included, it's like, I, I, I'm like, I just spent all day answering fucking emails and like, mm-hmm. I needed to do actual work. I know. And it's like, how do you find that balance between like, you have to respond to people to like do, especially because you're doing everything yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you don't have emails someone. Emails are so hard. Yeah. They take up so much fucking Because time. then you clear your inbox and then it fills back up with the responses. I'm like, how am I supposed to keep up yeah. with my inbox is such a shit show. And so <laughs> I just like, you see what things are the most important yeah. and move forward but i'm no, not like do you doing time here as cap much. things like to make sure you have time for actual work too like time cap like emails. i can't be on email longer than yeah a certain period of time okay. I you if i need to get emails done which it's always but mm-hmm. if i know okay i'm gonna go on a friday i'm gonna go to a coffee shop for two hours mm-hmm. and do emails for two hours because mm-hmm. usually fridays i've done all my work for the week i can start to kind of turn off mm-hmm. and then i can work on emails but still it's like making time for that is so hard yeah what about so. like responding to everybody that like do you respond to like I mean, well, you respond to most of your blog comments and yeah, I always respond to blog comments because people who've commented on my blog have like taken the time to read that post and they have a 
a true question. If it's um, a message on Instagram, I don't normally get to it. Mm-hmm. Like I'll have these times where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking do this. Yeah. And I'll start responding to people. Or if I just see something that someone's like, hey, do you have Denver restaurant recommendations? Mm-hmm. And I have a blog post about that. It's an easy like, here you go. Here's mm-hmm. a post. But um, I try to respond to Instagram comments as much as possible, but blog, I really, those people have taken the time yeah. and they're coming to my website. They're putting money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to fucking respond to you. Yeah. And if I, sometimes I miss a couple cause they just get loaded. Yeah. Um, but I try to respond to every single one. Yeah. How do you feel about Instagram in general? Um, I mean, Instagram has just taken such a turn. <laughs> It's hard. You know, Mark, what do you mean by that? Mark, what kind of turn? Mark Zuckerberg just took over and he's like, hey, let's fuck everyone's life up on Instagram, <laughs> just like we did on Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, the algorithm is challenging. They've changed the algor- algorithm a little bit. So it's a little bit easier. Um, but I, it just feels like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. What's the point in? posting things on here. And I really have to get out of that headspace. And remember, there is a point and people will go to my website. Mm -hmm. And um, it just, I don't know. I just, I don't love it. But how do you, how do most people find your website? Through Instagram? No, Google Google is top. Um, Instagram and then Pinterest. Okay, yeah. It's the one after that. Yeah. Facebook kind of. Yeah. But yeah. Also, like, how do you never run out of recipe ideas? I'm just trying to figure this out. I mean, it is, (laughs) once you get into a rhythm, at first, I thought it was super hard, Mm -hmm. but then it's so easy to build off of a recipe. So you have a pizza crust, Mm -hmm. a paleo pizza crust. You can make pizza a million different ways. Mm -hmm. You can make a frittata a million different ways. Mm -hmm. You can make cupcakes a million different ways. You can make um, an egg dish a million different ways. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty easy. There's so much inspiration out there as you go to different restaurants or you see something online and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I never thought about pairing those two ingredients together mm-hmm. that I just am constantly, I have a huge list on my phone of ideas and I don't always use them all, but then I can build off of it. Say I have a snickerdoodle, like you were talking about yeah. snickerdoodles. I have a snickerdoodle and I've never gotten around to that, but I'm like, Ooh, it'd be fun to make like a snickerdoodle shake. Uh-huh. And so then I build off of those ideas of something that I saw or something I tried and then mix them yeah. later on. But yeah. you know, a lot of trial and error and then you just get better at it. The more you do it, yeah. if you're cooking all the time, then you get more, um, eager to try different things Mm -hmm. and get creative and then less scared and you understand ingredients more. And so I feel like it gets easier and easier the more you're doing it. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Okay. I'm wondering if you ever struggle navigating this whole space of like you put out a lot of recipes and like fit, like workouts and stuff like that, but you are very clear that you're like, I'm not giving you health advice. Yeah. But I'm sure people are coming to you because it's like the age of everyone wants everyone to solve their problems for them. Totally. People are probably asking you basically to solve their health issues. Um, does that happen a lot? Like it used to happen more. Okay. It doesn't, I feel like it doesn't happen quite as often. And I'll always tell someone you need to find a doctor. You Mm -hmm. need to find a trainer because people will say, I can't lose weight. And I say, I have no idea who you are. So I can't give you any sort of answers. I don't know your sleep schedule. I don't know your stress. I don't know your eating habits. I don't Mm -hmm. know what your workouts look like. You know, how am I supposed to give you any sort of advice? I recommend 
meeting with a trainer and I recommend um, talking to a doctor if you're having true health issues. And so I just push people in that direction because I can't give someone advice. You know, I can give them overall that you're probably not eating as well as you're saying you're eating. Mm -hmm. And... um, and maybe you're working out all the time, but then your stress is totally taking over your life and you're not sleeping well. Mm-hmm. So your cortisol levels are crazy. Yeah. So I can give general um, experience advice because mm-hmm. I've been through that and talking yourself into thinking that you're eating well when you're drinking three times a week and going to fucking Taco Bell. <laughs> it's like, no, you're not eating well. You're yeah. eating terrible. Uh-huh. So I, I just push people in a different direction. I'm here for recipes, but if you need health, you know, health decisions and you need health recommendations, you need to see a doctor or a specialist. Yeah. I, I think that you have a lot of really great, per- like you give really good advice, you oh, know, God. have you ever thought about doing like getting certified or something? No. Yeah. No, I just don't have any interest in yeah. that. Um, I love what I'm doing now and I have so much fun with it. And I mean, never say never. Yeah. You never know where life can take you. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I'm in the perfect space right now and I'm sure that'll change at some point. But Mm -hmm. at this point, I'm very happy with, um, the information from experience. Yeah. What's the most common question you get asked? Um, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, really? It's just like, like fucking click the link. Motherfucker. Yeah. I just gave you two ways to get it. That's like the most annoying thing to me when I, and I'll spell it out of like, they're like, where's the recipe? And I'm like, it says link in profile. It's like, come on, man. That's like my biggest pet peeve. I'm like, if you're that dumb, I don't want you here. It's the worst. Honestly. No. Like they don't need to be there for that stupid. They don't know It's the, the same. Like, I'll get questions. People will ask how they're like, can you help me lose weight? And they'll spell it loose. Like, I'm not going to help you do yeah. anything until no. you know how to spell yeah, exactly. correctly. Exactly. Oh, my but God. That's, like, the biggest question. Like, where are those pants from? It's like, come on. I gave you two ways oh to get it. People want to hand it to them is the issue. Yes. And it, literally, it's like I am handing yeah. it to them. And I but keep, even more so. Like, yeah. Literally spoon-fed. Spoon-fed, man. Like, pull your, my pants down. You can wipe my ass. Like, yeah. that's where they want Who it. Who doesn't want that? But... Oh, okay. Okay. I want to talk about your like health journey, I guess. Yeah. Um, Cause what brought you to paleo? So I grew up with a ton of uh, health issues. I was in and out of the hospital constantly in constant stomach pain. The doctors had no answers for me. It was like always that I was dehydrated and would give me an IV and send me on my way and antibiotics and Great. Whatever. Yeah. Never was talked about. Food was never talked about. And maybe it just was a different time than it is mm-hmm. now. And more doctors are talking about food and what you're putting in your body. Um, but I had a boyfriend in college who was jacked as fuck. He would go in for like a 20 minute workout and be covered in sweat and leave with an eight pack. And so when we started dating, I was like, how, how has this happened? Like, why can't I have this? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, your diet is terrible. Like, and I didn't understand what a, a, what a healthy diet was. I thought low fat, you know, everything we're just taught on TV. I thought special K diet, that's yeah. the diet that I should be on. Like who doesn't want to eat cereal <laughs> for three times, three times a day. And like their shakes and whatever that made me feel like shit. So, um, he was like, 
I'll help you with your diet. And so we started, he ate zone diet back Uh. then. And so started doing the zone diet in blocks, you know, kind of similar to Weight Watchers or macros or whatever. And, um, started, I slowly started removing grains because I was like, no way could I ever do a paleo diet. There's no fucking way. And um, so it was like, okay, instead of having a sandwich, I would have an open face sandwich. Mm -hmm. And instead of um, cereal in the morning, I went to oats and just like, you know, step by step healthier options. And almost immediately, all my stomach cramps and issues went away completely. It was just like this eye-opening moment that, you know, the heavens opened up. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is what I should actually feel like. I don't have to be in stomach pain all the time. So um, I started doing that and then finding when... I started doing CrossFit and finding out more about the paleo diet Mm -hmm. and what grains really did to our body, gluten did to our body and um, what effects dairy can have and legumes and just started doing more research And I had a course with Lauren Cordain Mm -hmm. when I was in college. And so I knew about the paleo diet. I just never thought I could do it. So I started doing very slow steps to get there and started eating paleo and felt amazing. I was performing great in the gym, Um, didn't have stomach issues. And then I was competing full-time in CrossFit and really went through Um, a bit of adrenal fatigue because I wasn't eating enough and I was working out multiple times a day and just Mm -hmm. putting my body through a tremendous amount of stress um, and hating myself on top of it Mm because I've always had so many insecurities um, with my physical appearance growing up that not only was I working out, over-exercising, under-eating, but I was doing the self-hatred stuff as well, which is just putting your body into more stress. Mm -hmm. And so um, I cut out competing in CrossFit and then started uh, adding in more carbohydrates and really found this new balance. And I've shared that story along the way from competing to finding this new balance of working out five times a week, Uh taking two full actual rest days, not like, you know, running five miles as a fucking active recovery. (laughs) I'm not into that. And eating more carbohydrates and taking better care of my body and letting it recover and just being happy. Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to a lot of different aspects of that. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about the rest days. Was yeah. that really hard for you to stop? Oh with? my God. It was so hard mm-hmm. because if a person out there is listening, if you've been addicted to ex- exercise, mm-hmm. which many of us have if we're in the exercise realm, in the fitness realm, um, it's so hard to cut back. It's so hard to lift less than you know that you're capable of mm-hmm. and do less than you're capable of and then take full rest days. Because I was working out two to three times per day, seven days a week. That's crazy. So to go yeah. to rest, not do anything, it, it definitely was a slow progression where I, it wasn't cold turkey. I was like, okay, I'm going to run these mm-hmm. days instead of go to CrossFit Mm -hmm. and then slowly started cutting those out and then straight just five days and the rest days are do nothing. They're full on rest days and my body feels so much better. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so funny how many people talk about rest days and like active rest day, like, you know, go on a hike. I'm like, then I'm tired. Exactly. It's not a rest. No. I mean, (laughs) and think about, okay, all the tissue, all the muscle that you break down during say a CrossFit style workout and you're doing a ton of squats and your body is wrecked. And then you go like hike a 14 er mm-hmm. you're putting your body through more stress and you're tearing those 
muscles yeah. even more. They're not able to recover and rebuild and build this, you know, nice muscle that you're hoping for, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. by doing a ton of squats. Yeah. You don't get to recover and get those benefits from all that exercise you did. You're just... Yeah breaking them down, breaking them down more and more. And when I started taking rest days, I actually started to see more muscle definition and leaning out a little bit more than I had from full, taking those full on rest days. And also, okay. So I mean, CrossFit itself is like high intensity, you know, so high. Intensity. And I'm curious also, because I know you do different types of workouts too. Like you've gone through periods where you do more like bar and stuff and yeah. kind of how do you decide when you're going to like phase out of CrossFit or like what also what differences do you notice like with your body when you change your workouts? You know, I'll, I'll go through these stages where it kind of depends on the programming. So mm-hmm. if they're in this like big strength cycle at our gym and you're like, they're leading up to just getting really good at back squats. I don't give a fuck about getting better at back squats. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to work out and get out of the gym Uh and feel better in my skin. Um, And so sometimes I'll just try something new. Like my friend opened a bar studio. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just going to start trying to do bar more often. Mm -hmm. And I loved it, but I I really like getting that deep sweat and Mm -hmm. that really hard breathing. That's more just what I love out of a workout. Um, And so I think... I, I have something called class pass. I don't know if you guys have yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. So I can just go to different gyms. So if I'm just feeling kind of broken down, then I'll just mix in a different workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm just a little bored and I just don't like the workout, I'll just do something different. I've been going to a boxing class once a week because oh. I think it's just fun to do something totally yeah. different like that. Um that you just, we never do those type of movements in CrossFit and it's just so fun. I mean, to hit a bag is so fun in general, but yeah, I just change it up with whatever I'm feeling that week. Yeah. What about in terms of like effectiveness? Like, you know, when people are asking for advice, what do you think about like different styles of fitness? What do you recommend for most people? I think, um, CrossFit is very effective. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're getting high intensity, you're lifting weights, which is going to up your metabolism. And so you're burning through and you're going to build muscle, Mm -hmm. build muscle is maybe what a person's looking for. It totally depends on the person. Um, So I think CrossFit is incredibly effective, especially at getting women to lift weights, Mm -hmm. because before women weren't really lifting and doing power lifting, Olympic lifting, they weren't doing that. And then CrossFit came along and it became this new norm. Mm -hmm. So I love CrossFit for that. Um, So I think it's very effective and it's been the most effective thing for me. Mm -hmm. I've never, I haven't done any other workout that I've seen the results as quickly as I have with CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So I've done, you know, yoga sculpt, I've done bar, I've done boxing and I, I like to eat a good amount. Yeah. So I feel like CrossFit has been the most beneficial for me for seeing results. Did you ever go through like a straight like bodybuilder style phase? Yes. When you I was did. in high school, okay. for sure. I went to a bodybuilding gym and tried that. Oh, but really? I never had like a coach or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I definitely was just doing kind of straight up lifting mm-hmm. type style. Did you ever, did you like, you didn't like that or how did that go for you? The bodybuilding realm is a little bit harder for me because it is so hard on the body Mm -hmm. in terms of 
the kind of crash dieting you're doing leading up to a show. So that style where you're, you have a show coming up and I had so many eating disorders growing up that being in that space is not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I see some of these pictures online and I'm like, you know, that's not healthy and it's just fucking up your metabolism long-term. So I don't love it for that. I think it's just so about the physical instead of the mental as well. And I think CrossFit makes you strong physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and CrossFit has built such mental strength within me that mm-hmm. it's built confidence. Um, it's built perseverance. I work harder at my job because of what I found through CrossFit. So that's what I like about CrossFit a little bit more is you get the both physical and the mental strength. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about like, you keep mentioning like you had, like you said, you had some eating disorder stuff growing up. Like, are you open to sharing more about that? Yeah. I mean, I was just very, I was always unhappy in Mm -hmm. my skin. Um, And, you know, I think some people go through that more than others. I think some of it stemmed from my mom um, and, you know, not blaming parents. Like we all have those types of things, but she always, food is always very, um, kind of, it was just a little weird in how she talked about food and even now to this day. And it was always like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm not going to eat this. And then like binge eating it Mm -hmm. two days later. And so that's what I always did. I would crash diet and binge like crazy and then go down to 500 calories a day and then binge like crazy. So it was always this restrict, binge, restrict, binge Mm -hmm. for years. It really wasn't until I found CrossFit that I found freedom from that. And it was just self-hatred every day, look in the mirror, cry, hate myself, wish I could be different, not like myself. It was just like the worst. Do you you feel like though that came from like – not liking how you look in the mirror. I don't think that would necessarily just come from like your mom's habits with the food. Like that must've come from other places too growing up. Like, do you remember when that started? Um, I mean, literally as soon as I hit 12 Mm -hmm. and my body started changing, Mm -hmm. it was as soon as I hit that age, I had cellulite and I hated Mm -hmm. myself and no, all these other girls didn't have cellulite and boys would point it out when I was a swimmer growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I was always in a swimsuit and boys would point it out. And so I just became so self-conscious really early on because I felt so different than everybody else. And Mm -hmm. now once you get older, you know, everybody has cellulite, but when you're this little kid who's just going through puberty and you look different, it's kind of a little, it's just hard to feel different. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. So I, I can't like put it back to a certain time, but I feel like that was just the, always, yeah, I, I just always had that insecurity as soon as I hit puberty and, you know, boys take interest in you and then you have an interest in a boy mm-hmm. and then he points out that you have cellulite. And I had that even growing up, my, this guy I dated before my husband, he pointed that out at some point. So it's like the those fuck? little things that make you yeah. feel insecure if you're not confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's hard getting to that point for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and he, and I still go through that now yeah. with like, I'm a normal human being. I think being. everybody gets insecure, but like, I think overall, I mean, how did you start to build back up that confidence? Because it's, it's super interesting to me because I feel like, like your job be so hard to like, to stay secure. Like you're putting oh, yeah. yourself out there every day. People are say horrible fucking things on the internet all the time. And like, but even if, even if, people are saying nothing even just like putting pictures of yourself out there all the time like i don't know i know it's hard seeing in this blogging world space like instagram like 
it just breeds comparison. Oh my God. I know. Right. It's, it's so, it's very hard. I think having a hard time in middle school and high school definitely built up a good shell around Mm me. And I I had a really hard time when I first started blogging and there were way more mean people out there and they've Mm kind of just moved on and got bored with me. Um, But it's, I would talked about this on my podcast recently. I, you know, when sales go down in clothing and I've gained some weight because my weight goes up and down all the time, I'm like, oh, people, I'm like too fat for these clothes and not too fat, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, I'm not skinny enough for these clothes, you know, like I'm too muscular or whatever it is. I just start getting in my head or if I have doing selling swimsuits and I'm like, you know, I'm not these tiny little fashion bloggers out there and you totally get in your head. It's so easy to Mm -hmm. and play the comparison game. Um, But at the end of the day, you just have to be happy with what you have to offer because Mm -hmm. we always have, we all have something special to offer out there. And I think about the people that I look up to the most, and those are very confident people. Mm -hmm. And so instead of, um, you know, we'll go to a friend's and we're like, I feel so gross today. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying that, I hold it in and I push past it. And I try to say something, say something positive to myself. And I'll look in the mirror. And instead of saying those negative things, I'll say positive things. Mm -hmm. Even if I don't believe it, I say something and then I move forward from it. I just, I want to emulate um, confidence because I find that so attractive in others. Mm -hmm. And, but that takes work all the time. And, um, if I'm on my phone, on the Explore page and looking at all these girls and comparing myself, I turn my phone off. Mm -hmm. I just go do something that's productive instead of fucking scrolling. Yeah. I think that it's kind of fucked up. I don't know. I think the world that we've created now with all the social media stuff, I really think that everybody has some level of body dysmorphia. I know. Like every, I'm like, I really don't think I know anybody who like actually sees what I see when I look, when I look at them, like when they look in the mirror, they don't see that at all. And it really is sad to me. Yeah. I don't know. Do do you ever have that thought sometimes? Um, like, do you ever question like, like what I'm seeing right now? Is this really what I look like? Or am I making this up in my head? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think, I think I see, I think I see the truth mm-hmm. at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny looking back, you know, and when I was insecure when I was younger and, you know, you're just so tiny because you're like this prepubescent girl and I yeah. had so many insecurities. Um, I think I'm, I know what I look like at this point mm-hmm. and I'm confident with that, even with my own insecurities. Like I eat really well. I work out regularly. I take Mm -hmm. care of my body. I sleep. I reduce my stress. I do the best things I can for my body. And my body is not ill. Mm -hmm. It is still doing the best it can. So, so I just move past those shitty feelings. It's like, I just hate when I start, if I'm comparing myself to someone that I follow, I stop on, I stop following them Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with me and my own insecurities that I have to move past and work on. Yeah. And more people need to do that. It's like, people are addicted. I'm like, you've got to stop on following so-and-so. And And they're like, I can't like, I'm like, you're addicted to following this person. I know. It's like the people who comment on Kim Kardashian, going Mm -hmm. back to Kim Kardashian, they comment all these mean comments. It's like, why are you following this person? Like even if you're not following them, you're still leaving a comment. You're still taking time out of your day instead of doing something with productive in Mm -hmm. that time. Like you're hating this person 
it's so weird the internet's so weird i know and i just wonder like i can't imagine people like i swear to god dedicate hours of their lives like talking shit on i know like the fuck are you doing all day isn't that crazy money i don't get it it's crazy i don't understand but i also another thing that's interesting is like especially in the food space and i feel like you must get this a lot people who post pictures of their meals it turned into this comparison everyone's like is that all you ate today like oh did you eat more than that like that seems like a lot that's not enough and i'm just like holy shit isn't that funny that's it's so funny because you'll have one one photo of a meal and one person will say how much food that is Uh and the next person will say how that's not enough food yeah so and i don't care about that at all because Mm -hmm. i know how much food i should be eating and (laughs) it's just so weird how visually we see things so different and people compare themselves it's like oh i should be eating eating way less and I'll remind people whenever I see a comment like that I'm like you and I are totally different people mm-hmm. our diets have nothing to do with each other our needs have nothing to do with each other like we are opposite people so don't compare your meal to mm-hmm. my meal mm-hmm. and maybe it can be healthy like maybe you are a person who's overeating like we've all overate at some point and maybe it can be eye-opening of like oh maybe I don't need a pot bowl of pasta you know two times the side of my yeah. size of my head so maybe it can be eye-opening in that degree but the comparison thing with food is so weird it's so annoying and everyone thinks that they everyone thinks they know your whole life yes through because of Instagram like it's so i'll thing. get that sometimes where people are like you've really changed i'm like you didn't ever know yeah me. you've never met me in person and how, how did i change like isn't isn't that normal human life like, Wait, we like what are they saying that you changed with um i think like when i stopped doing crossfit as much mm-hmm. when i was like you know what i don't want to be 30 pounds heavier like yeah. this is not what i'm interested in people are like you've really changed your view like your <laughs> It's like I became a bad person because I didn't want to be 30 pounds heavier than my like normal weight. Mm -hmm. Um, Or when I changed into more fashion stuff, Mm -hmm. I had a huge uprising of people (laughs) being so... They come out with the pitchforks. Yes. It was crazy when I first started doing that. Um, But yeah, that people say you've changed. I'm like, you've never met me in person. Yeah. It's so weird. so annoying. But people, you feel like you've made this connection Mm -hmm. with someone, especially if you've followed them for years Mm -hmm. and you've heard their stories day after day. You've really built up this connection. And it's so hard because I haven't built up a connection with them. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what's happening in their day to day and they know everything that's happening in mine. Mm -hmm. And so whenever someone says I've changed, it's like, yeah, no shit. I mean, I started my blog when I was like 20 three years old and now I'm 30 uh-huh. of course I've changed yeah. like I've become a child to a woman yeah. now, and my interests have changed and my problems have changed I think it would be an issue if you didn't change at all but yeah. also but also it's not like I don't know it's not like you made some radical that makes me feel like they think you change your opinion on some big I don't know I know value but you yeah. I don't think you really have I mean no. I've been following you for a while you seem pretty consistent besides like I guess normal life growing yeah. up yeah exactly <laughs> but uh, okay le- can we go back to CrossFit for a second yeah tell people more about like why were you 30 pounds heavier during that time well I was 
working out multiple times a day and I was lifting incredibly heavy. And so women always get scared about trying CrossFit because they don't want to bulk up. Mm -hmm. And so women are comparing themselves to CrossFit games. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they think CrossFit is, is what CrossFit games women look like. I'm like, those women are working out multiple times a day. Their goal is to gain weight and to be able to compete at the CrossFit level. You have to be a certain weight to be able to lift more. So, you know, if you're, say you're naturally 110 pounds, well, if you're 125 pounds, how much more weight are you going to be able to lift? You're going to be able to lift more. Um, So I, oh man, I probably put on 30 pounds in a year of CrossFit um, when I was like, I'm going to really get after this. And um, because I was competing at the regional level. And so the first year I competed in regionals, I finished 11th. And so then I really started pushing it harder, working out multiple times a day um, and lifting fucking really heavy and putting myself into adrenal fatigue where my body was just holding on to this weight that it really didn't need, but it needed in that time. Um, And then did my second regionals and then because of how much stress I'd put on my body, it started to break down and I started to injure myself. And I didn't recognize myself when I looked in the mirror Mm -hmm. and I was like, what's the point? I'm going to start injuring myself. Like I'm not interested in that. I'm Mm -hmm. not a games athlete. And I just want to be happy when I look in the mirror and content with muscle that I've built, not feel kind of bloated and Mm -hmm. sick. I'm curious like how you kind of figured out that you had to pull back on the CrossFit. Like, was that something you, you came to yourself or did you hear something? It was, it was more so, okay. I've all, you know, we're always taught more is better. So we think more working out, Mm -hmm. less eating, that's going to get to our, whatever body we want. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was working out more, I was eating less and the opposite was happening. So it was just more so it was right there in my face. Whatever you're doing is not working. Yeah. So maybe you should try the opposite. Yeah. So working out less, taking more rest days and eating more. Yeah. And because I was restricting my carbohydrates because, you know, we're taught carbs are bad. Yeah. And, you know, carbs can be bad in crazy amounts when you're not exercising whatsoever. And mm-hmm. all you're eating is McDonald's and milkshakes and terrible shit. Mm-hmm. Um And I didn't, I sadly didn't have a coach helping me out with that to shake me and say, Julie, you need carbs. You are Mm -hmm. working out all the time. Um, And so doing all that, I mean, within weeks I was feeling better, but it took me three years to lose 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. But um, it's so funny because then I was working out way less and people are like, whatever you're doing with your workouts, it's working. Like you're doing so well. And I had even friends that are like, you're really hitting in the gym. And I was like, dude, I was working out three times a day before, but my body was showing otherwise. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it took a while to get back down to a new normal in my body for me to recognize myself in the mirror. Yeah. When you were kind of recovering from all that, did you go through a period where you pulled back way more and then you ended up like increasing more as your body could tolerate it? Or did you just kind of like taper off? Does that make sense? I kind of tapered off. So I would, 
I was like, okay, I'm going to lift way less. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do prescribed weights. I'm not going to go crazy heavy in the lifting portion of my workout. I'm going to just concentrate on form, Mm -hmm. perfect form throughout. And I was dealing with coming off injuries. I was having a hip issue. I had a shoulder issue. I had an elbow issue. Um, And so lifting less, but I, of course, was starting to freak out about that. And so I'd run to the gym and then run home. And so it would be like a couple miles on top of my CrossFit workout. But I was lifting less um, and still taking those two days off. And then, um, or I would do two a days. So I would go cycling and Mm -hmm. then I would do a CrossFit workout. So it was very tapering. And then at some point I was comfortable enough that I could just do um, CrossFit five days a week. And I was seeing great results from that. And Mm -hmm. I would not go crazy heavy. I would just concentrate on my form. That was first and foremost, what was most most important. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just tapered off that way. I want to talk more about the carbs thing because I think this is such a yeah <laughs> it's a hot topic right now yeah so because I'm assuming I mean you were lower you were low carb paleo classic at the beginning totally did you ever try like keto I think I I mean I think I was doing keto mm-hmm. at one point but I didn't know what it was what it was yeah. you know keto just I feel like that word became popular in the past like year and yeah, a half or so um and so I feel like I was eating keto because I was like eating like a jar of fucking almond butter and God, with know. me it's like why does that have to be the trans <laughs> like that's like your stepping stone into paleo is yeah. eating a jar of almond butter yeah seriously um but I think I was doing a, a keto a keto style workout and that's why I had a bit of a crash because um my workouts were too high intensity I just mm-hmm. you need carbohydrates for that yeah so yeah I think I did a style of keto I just didn't know I was doing it at that point. Okay. And then you added carbs back in and felt way... I've been talking about this a lot with my friends recently. Um, I'm like, okay, when you're... People are so afraid to be like high carb. But I'm like, when you're paleo, it's really fucking hard to get your carbs up. Like, I'm trying to increase my carbs up. And I'm like, just like naturally, it's so hard for me to get them up. Yeah. Like, because paleo foods in general are... Even if you're eating high carb foods, like even if you have a sweet potato every meal, it's still like not really high carb yeah like compared to do you <laughs> track like macros i do every once in a while okay because i've never tracked macros mm-hmm. and so when people ask me like how many grams of carbs mm-hmm. i have in a day i have no clue mm-hmm. and i i have wanted to track before mm-hmm. but i get very nervous to do that because i have that obsessive yeah. personality and i don't want it to lead to um poor choices and Mm -hmm. more restricting like I've done in the past. Mm -hmm. But I do kind of want to know like, what's my hard carb day? What's Mm -hmm. my low carb day? Kind of what that looks like, but I've never tracked it. Yeah. I track every once in a while because I like to get a little like geeky about macros. And I I like to figure out like, um, you know, how I feel with different ratios and stuff, but it definitely can be triggering for some people. But for me personally, I definitely lean more towards like, like high fat and low carb, but like, I really want to trying to increase my carbs and i'm like even on days when i feel like i ate more carbs i'm like i'm still at like 10 percent. really yeah it's really it's i just naturally fall there and even i have a friend who does she does crossfit five days a week and like she whenever we like compare the way we eat she's like well i would eat way more carbs than you and she ended up tracking and she was like okay i thought i ate so many carbs and like i'm barely cracking 20 percent yeah like you know um but i think i don't think people need to track at all but i think it's definitely interesting to kind of see realistically and a lot of people like make the argument that you can't do crossfit if you're paleo 
Oh, right. You can't. And I'm like, I mean, I guess it depends how hard in CrossFit you're doing. For sure. Because (laughs) I also, I mean, if you're talking to a normal CrossFitter Mm -hmm. like me, Mm -hmm. I go in, I don't go crazy heavy. I... I have a pretty good, um, endurance. Like I can go for a good amount of time. Um, and I finish my workout and I leave. I don't have a pre-workout. I don't have a post-workout. Like yeah. I don't have to have my sweet potato right after I work out <laughs> to get my carbon taken. Like, okay, I'm going to have a meal at some point. And, but then my, the owner of my gym, who's a CrossFit athlete, mm-hmm. who's a games athlete. Sure. He needs that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Like he needs to recover because he has to do another workout later. Mm-hmm. But I think it is very doable to do paleo mm-hmm. while you're doing CrossFit, especially if you're a person who's having sweet potatoes, potatoes, you're mm-hmm. having parsnips, like whatever those kind of starchier carbohydrates added in there. And you're a normal CrossFit person who works out mm-hmm. three to five times a week. It is very doable. Yeah. And of course, everybody's different. Like if you have a dude compared to a female, their needs are very different. Yeah. But I think it's completely doable. It's when you get to the training stages where you're working out multiple times a day Mm -hmm. or you're working at incredibly high intensity, like a triathlete, then it's different. But if you're like a normal person like me, who's just going in for a workout and say your AMRAP is six minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're okay on yeah, paleo. Like, I, <laughs> I totally agree. I think a lot of people who talk shit about paleo just like don't want to give up their grains. It, and I'm like, let's, yes. let's like, let's say what was really going on here. Exactly. You just don't want to give up your, your food. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I can say that because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I talk shit so much shit about paleo mm-hmm. because I'm like, yeah, I don't want to give up my pasta. Yeah, exactly. I want to keep feeling like shit every yeah. single day. Well, same with like the sugar. I got, I get in so many arguments people about like, sugar consumption because i'm like you're it's because you're a sugar a sugar addict that you don't want it that you won't give it up like stop telling me people are like you're creating eating disorders because you're saying that eating sugar is bad for you i'm like are you fucking kidding me like eating sugar is bad for you yeah it's bad it doesn't mean you're not gonna eat it yeah also like eating sugar can fucking cause like eating disorders like i had binge eating disorder because i was addicted to sugar yes you know what i mean like it goes the other way too yeah and people i'm like you're spoken like a true sugar addict every time i get it's like that that reminds me just people with alcohol i get questions Mm. about alcohol all the time Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of my girlfriend who you know she wants to lose weight but Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to cut out alcohol and you just deny that that's a piece that's very um it's like we just deny things and like talk about it because we don't want to give it up Mm -hmm. you know like that's what we do i've done that everybody does it yeah no i and i run into that issue and i get i just don't have patience for anymore like i have so many friends who have like major gut issues and they're like i'm doing everything right it's not no you're not i'm like i'm like they're like the only thing i i haven't taken out is alcohol i'm like i know okay so you have not fucking tried Mm -hmm. i'm like and you're attached to it and people like i don't get how you don't drink and i'm like i don't want it yeah. Like, I know what it does to me. I'm like, that is a big one for people. Like, they Alcohol really. Alcohol is huge. Yeah. And I'm like. Huge. Do you realize how crazy you, like, if we removed alcohol and replaced it with any other thing, like, you would sound like a psycho person. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, what is this attachment to it? I know. It's so fucking hard to not it's drink. It's so funny because my husband and his side of the family mm-hmm. are, like, big drinkers. They've all, like, they're so good at drinking and being hungover Mm -hmm. and being okay with it. And I just, 
I grew up with no alcohol in the house. I don't think my parents drank alcohol until I left for college. Mm-hmm. And they would have drinks at like events or something, but they never had alcohol in the house. So I just never grew up around it. And then once I started drinking, and of course college, like I partied the shit out of things. But then afterwards, I'm like, this is so expensive. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I go out for drinks now, I'm paying $15 for a drink. It's like, yeah. that's a meal. Yeah, I know. And I'm it's like, excess okay, calories you yeah, don't need. I'm just saying, like... I always say this to my friends. I'm like, I would rather eat my calories. Yes. I hate drinking calories. I think it's so stupid. Like people who have like 800 calorie coffees. I'm like, are you dumb? I would rather eat a piece of cake. Exactly. At this point. And it's weird because I never was really that into alcohol. And then this year I've started to like it more. Like I really Mm -hmm. like spicy margaritas, like the ones that are homemade, you know, Mm -hmm. it has like agave and crushed jalapenos in it. Like I like having those and I never used to like alcohol. And so then I'm like having this balance of, okay, when I travel and I travel a good amount. So I'm like, okay, I'm at this restaurant. I'm never going to get this drink again. Yeah. And then it just becomes this cycle and mm-hmm. people go through that all the time. They have clients. So they're like, well, I'm just going to have one drink with the client. But then they're having that one drink seven nights a week plus a heavy night of drinking. It just adds up so fast. And I'll get back from these trips where I'm like, well, I'm going to have this cocktail because I'll never be back to this. Mm-hmm. And I want to experience it too. And then I put on an extra five to seven pounds. And then I have to really, the only way I can really cut that out and lose that weight is cutting out alcohol altogether. And I have to say no to it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just went to drinks with somebody the other night and I just got soda water because more important right now is getting my health back in order Mm -hmm. to where I feel good. And alcohol just doesn't play into that. Yeah. It sucks because now I like it a little bit more than I used to. I used Mm -hmm. to not like the taste of it at all. And now I've like, I like spicy margaritas, but mm-hmm. man, they fucking fuck your shit up. Yeah. Well, and it's also like when you're choosing to have a drink, you're choosing it because you like the spicy margarita mm-hmm. versus so many people just drink because it's a social thing. Yeah. They're like, have well, a vodka I have soda. To. Yeah. So many people, they're, they're like, I have to drink like because my friends go out to drink. I'm like, so I hang out with my friends all the time and I don't drink and everyone else is, yep. you know, or like my family, like my family, everyone in my family likes drink a lot of alcohol. I'm yeah. just like, I don't, it's not a bit, I don't get, it's a, you're making up an excuse. Yes. Like, and I've, that, I've had to tell my girlfriend that too. I'm like, you can go out and mm-hmm. be sober. Mm-hmm. It's just hard when you've, it's more fun to be drunk and to like have your inhibitions drop mm-hmm. down and not be, feel like judged by people mm-hmm. for being sober. It's easier to just have a drink, but if your goal is to like lose weight or to be more confident because putting yourself into depression mm-hmm. after drinking is not going to get you there. Yeah. Cutting out alcohol is huge. Yeah, I know. We got on such an alcohol I know. tangent. <laughs> well, I know it's, I mean, it's so, uh, I think this comes back to like all the issues with balance and people are like, you're not really leading a, a, like a balanced lifestyle if you don't like, if you don't do alcohol or sugar. I'm like, it makes me feel like shit. Like yeah. I don't want it. Brief pause. Speaking of drinks, but drinks that actually make you feel good, I want to remind you guys about some of my favorite drinks for Sigmatic. If you're not familiar with Four Sigmatic, they make drinking mushrooms and superfoods delicious and easy to do with all of their mushroom coffees, mushroom superfood blends, and mushroom elixirs. And why mushroom elixirs? Well, because there's this whole kingdom of mushrooms out there far beyond your typical portobello, and they all have a ton of incredible, amazing health benefits that can help with your immunity, energy, longevity, sleep, digestion, stress management, 
all of these things. So functional mushrooms have actually been used in many cultures for centuries and we're just now figuring out how we really should be incorporating these into our everyday lives because it's so easy to get incredible health benefits from them. You guys know I'm all about natural remedies and some of these drinks could show really profound health benefits for you. If you go and just get a plain mushroom powder from the store, you might not really know what to do with it. And that's why I love the Four Sigmatic blends because they come in single serve packets or larger tins. And all you have to do is add it into hot water, a nut milk, a smoothie, or any other recipe. And it already tastes delicious because they've blended it with a few other ingredients like peppermint or rose hips to help take away the bitterness and make it just automatically taste delicious. They're also incredibly high quality, so all of their products are made with wild-crafted or law-grown and certified organic mushrooms, and they've all been tested for pesticides, heavy metals, anti-radiation, which I very, very much appreciate. Especially at this time of year, I love to have a warm cup of something, especially during the day. It's surprisingly been rainy and a little chilly in San Diego recently and I've been drinking like quite a few of these during the day. If you are an athlete or working out and want something during the day especially to replace your coffee habit I highly recommend the cordyceps. It's great to produce natural energy and enhance your performance. It's not a stimulant. It's not going to give you an energy spike and crash like coffee might, but it helps the body to naturally increase its energy. So I love that one. I like to drink the chaga as well during the day, especially at this time of year, because it helps to support immunity. It has really strong antioxidant properties. It's called the king of the mushrooms for a reason. So I really strongly recommend the chaga as well. And then another one I drink pretty much every evening is the reishi. Oh my gosh, it's so delicious. And I love putting some coconut cream in there as well. It's really supportive of stress management and helps with sleep. So if you just want something to help you wind down naturally in the evening, I highly recommend the reishi. I have a cup about one or two hours before I want to go to bed or if I'm just feeling stressed out and it helps calm me down and I just mix those with hot water. And then at this time of year, it can be fun to try some of the fancier blends. So they have a really delicious mushroom hot cacao mix. The hot cacao is mixed with cordyceps or reishi. They have two different versions. And it's awesome because, you know, you get the hot cacao and then the adaptogens will help sort of modulate that caffeine response in your body. So hot cocoa this time of year is always delicious. And they come out with some new products as well. They're golden latte mushroom mix. They're chai latte mushroom mix. And they have a mushroom matcha latte with maitake. So a lot of lattes if you're into the latte life. I would just pour a pack into some hot nut milk and you are good to go. Or if you just want their plain mushroom matcha drink mix, that's delicious. If you love your coffee, then I highly recommend the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee Mix because you can still get your coffee fix, but you won't have as big a spike and crash from the caffeine response because the adaptogens in the coffee, so they have one that is mixed with cordyceps and chaga and the other mixed with lion's mane and chaga, that will help give your body energy, but sort of, you know, have a, a balanced sense of stimulation there with the coffee. 
so you don't like drink a cup and then your hands are shaking and you can't sleep for three days, you know? So plus it has provides other benefits like the mushroom coffee with the lion's mane and chaga. I love that if you are somebody who needs to work hard during the day, you're a student and you're drinking your coffee because lion's mane is really supportive of brain health, brain function, helps you do some good studying. And then the mushroom coffee with the cordyceps and chaga is great if you use coffee as a pre-workout because cordyceps is, again, great for performance, natural energy. So I would recommend that one. If you are interested in trying out Four Sigmatic products, you can go ahead and go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW. That will get you 15% off when you use my code CRW. Again, that's foursigmatic.com slash CRW. F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash C-R-W and my code C-R-W will get you 15% off. I seriously love these products, so if you haven't tried them out yet, definitely get your hands on them and they're also great Christmas presents. Just saying. Okay, now that I have reminded you about Four Sigmatic, let's get back to my convo with Julie Bauer. Do you, are you interviewing Mike Ruscio while you're here? No, I've, I've interviewed him before. Oh, you have. So we were talking about earlier when we were interviewing, we were talking about um, gluten in the diet. Yeah. And he, he's like, I think there is a place for yeah. gluten. Yeah. And to me, I'm like, it, I don't think you need it in your diet. Yeah. Like, sure, if I go to a wedding, I'm having a piece of cake. I don't care if it's gluten-free mm-hmm. or if it's not. But I don't feel like there's a really need for it in our mm-hmm. diets at this point, especially um, when there's so many other options. Mm-hmm. But he sees it as people really should have that in their diet because mm-hmm. then they don't feel restricted and mm-hmm. scared of food. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see it. It was funny talking to him about that, of this very intelligent doctor yeah. who knows his fucking shit. And I'm like, wow, like I totally see it as people really don't need that. They, yeah. There's so many options out there to not eat it. Yeah, no, I, it's really interesting talking to all these people in the nutrition and health space and like really, really smart people. So smart. Um, and I don't care. Like, I know. I don't give a shit. Like, this whole gluten thing is such a touchy subject. Yeah. Like, such a touchy subject. And, like, I'm very, like, I don't think anyone should be eating gluten. And yeah. I don't really, I don't really see why people are making excuses. And it's just, it's a big deal because people are addicted to gluten. Yeah. Is the issue. And, like, I love Dr. Ruscio. Like, I fucking love him. Like, he's so smart, but, like, I don't have to agree with everything he says, and I don't agree with that. Same with, like, Ben Greenfield, you know? Like, I don't agree with half the shit he says. He's still really fucking smart. Like, you know, like, and it's really funny because I've been on a few interviews with people, and they'll ask me about how I feel about gluten, and I'll say what I think, that no one should eat it. And they're like, well, what they say to counter that is, well, you know, so-and-so says it's fine. I know. And I don't care if you have higher, more letters than me. Like, I'm still entitled. Like, I have yeah. my own research and, like, what I think. And I can say whatever the fuck I want. And mm-hmm. I don't think... And I don't think... Like, I'm, it's the same thing. It's like, why do you need it? Like, I know. It, it has no nutritional... Yeah. It's, is it helping you bodies. at all? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't get it. And it's, it's because it's gluten. If I was talking about pickles... No one would give a shit. I but know. I'm like, you can't pick, don't eat pickles. I'm like, okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You know, but it's because it's gluten and like wheat is addictive. Mm-hmm. It's literally addictive. And oh like, my God. I looked at the ingredients in the pretzels that they mm-hmm. give you on a flight. I was like, 
this is the scariest ingredients I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Just like, I mean, first it's like wheat flour is like the first ingredient, but then it's like all chemicals. I was like, this, how is this even a food? It's not food. It's, it's horrible. And I think it's people when they're like, they say that paleo is restrictive and I'm like, I don't feel, there's literally nothing that I'm like, I wish I could have this. I know. I'll make it. If I want, if I want something, I'll make it and it'll be paleo and I feel better for it. And I, so I was on your website and you did the carnivore diet yeah. recently. How long did you do that for? I did it for two weeks. what do you think? So at the beginning, I loved it and I felt amazing. And then like by end of two weeks, I, like at the I was getting some weird, some weird things going on. Like, okay, I've, I always had a really bad constipation issue. And mm-hmm. then like I started getting really bad diarrhea on it. And I was like, weird. wait, but then I didn't know if it was like I was eating too much fatty meat. I had to like yeah. kind of play around with my protein to fat like ratios a bit. But then, um, I was just feeling, it's really hard to explain. I was feeling like toxic kind of, hmm. and then getting these really intense cravings for things that I don't, I don't crave things ever. Like there are definitely days where I'm like, Oh, I feel like that, but I'm not the type of person who gets like, I fucking need like ice cream right now. Like yeah. I'm not that type of pregnant woman cravings. Like I don't do that. And then I was getting these like intense cravings. I was like, I just want like a, like a brownie with chocolate dripping down. I felt like a psychopath. And Weird. I was like, and I was like, this isn't working. And I yeah, just, something's and I felt, missing in my diet. Yeah. I felt like toxic and I was like, I just need vegetables. So then I ended it. Um, but I felt really great at the beginning, I, but I also later found out like I have a bunch of really complicated health issues and part of, I, I have an issue, um, like ammonia builds up really easily in my body. Mm -hmm. So basically part of what was happening, I was getting really bad head symptoms too, like really foggy brain. And it's basically because I had like ammonia toxicity from it. Mm -hmm. And since I've had to clear, I had to like work on clearing it because it's just all built. Like my body can't break down protein that well. Yeah. Um, weird, especially at those high amounts. So it was really interesting, but like digestively it was amazing. And I think it's can be a really useful elimination diet. I think it's pretty extreme. Yeah. Um, I think it's so extreme because I was looking at your post and like some of the meals you were eating, I was like, shit, that looks so boring. (laughs) First of all, I definitely did it. People were like, you're not doing it right because, okay, I get, People will just sit down with, like, a bowl of ground beef. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want that shit. Like, I'd have, like, ground beef with salmon on top with a side of bacon. Like, I want, yeah. like, multiple things. Yeah. Um, so I was, like, trying to make it fun. And I did, like, I did, like, a pizza. So I made a pizza out of meat with, like, taco yeah. with chicken. Like, I did stuff like that. Um, and I think a lot of people are basically just using it. Same thing with fasting as an excuse to have an eating disorder. Exactly. To be honest. Exactly. Like whenever people ask me about intermittent fasting, I was like, you mean starving yourself? Yeah. I'm like, she, she means like not eating yeah. enough food. Yeah. Especially. Cause I've done that before when yeah, I had an eating disorder. Exactly. Exactly. And all these doctors who are talking about the benefits. Of, I'm like, yeah, okay. There's research behind fasting, but like so many doctors I hear, I was just watching a video of someone the other day and he's like, yeah, I eat one meal a day. I'm like, you have an eating disorder. You're just saying it's didn't, okay because you're a doctor. Do intermittent fasting. Didn't he not eat for like 24 hours or longer yeah, well, than that? He'll do, he'll do like, he does extended fasts like once a month, which mm. I'm more down with. To me, that makes more sense. Like it doesn't make, it would make sense to me in terms of evolution. Like, yeah. When you, they would yeah, go. Yeah. So say days. Like, yeah, a few, like one or two days with no mm-hmm. food and then you pick up normal eating this yeah. whole, like I'm intermittent fasting. I'm not, I'm only eating one or two meals a day every day. I'm like, that's just cutting your calories. Yeah. 
How is it like, any different? Aren't you intermittent fasting when you're sleeping? Yeah, exactly. She's not eating. Exactly. That's the thing. So I don't, it, it goes back to like, people are like, well, it's doctor so-and-so. I'm like, I don't care. I know. It's just an acceptable way for men and doctors to promote disordered habits, which That's is whenever, bold, but. I feel like people always say that stuff. Well, Whole30 says this. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm just t- telling you what works for me and yeah. you can do whatever works for you. I know. I mean, starving yourself, do you, but it's not the best road. <laughs> well, especially with keto. This is why keto is so funny. Like people are getting fat on keto and I'm like, and they're like, well, now I have, this is why pe- keto goes with intermittent fasting because when you're eating globs of butter, like that's still calories. Yeah. Yeah, you yes. have to go down to one or two meals a day. And then, but then you've done right in your metabolism and you're stuck there. And then if you ever want to stop doing keto, you're fucked because you're going to yeah. gain weight. Because mm-hmm. guess what? You don't want to eat just one meal a day when you're eating normal food again. Yeah. So people just get in this cycle and I'm just like, okay, fine. I know. Because you work one-on-one with cl- clients. So I'm sure you're talking about this type of stuff with clients all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. People, I work more so with people with... um gut issues okay um and i mean i used keto like when i first went keto i used it to gain weight and Mm -hmm. for my gut issues and it served its purpose but like this whole idea that people are everyone should be doing keto is stupid yeah like why i know i know it's been incredibly beneficial for my friend um who has epilepsy Mm -hmm. like it's so helpful for that um i think it's just so hard to stick with long term Mm -hmm. like and if you're really tracking it like tracking the ketones in your blood or whatever and i don't even know how people do that but um well it's also like people don't really understand it and it's like okay so like i was in ketosis for a long time and now it's like once your body's in it you're like more naturally prone to it's it's kind of hard for me to get kicked out yeah like so i can eat like i'm in ketosis half the time so as i eat now but i also eat the same as somebody who's like not ketosis but my body's adapted to that does that make sense interesting okay like so people's like you have to be stricter when you're first going into it but then your body is able to tolerate more carbs yeah more protein less fat whatever and then you can adjust once you're in it but people don't realize that and people uh yeah they need know, to man. people are just really obsessed with being really obsessed with being obsessed yeah definitely one obsession to the other i know okay i want to go back to the you and food because i love talking to people about food who aren't nutritionists because it's just like you're literally just eating the way that makes you feel good yes and i think a lot of times those of us in nutrition field it's like we know too much yeah and you're just like i wish i didn't know it totally you know what i mean yeah so when you're building meals like, how are you deciding what to put on your plate? Um, so I always want some sort of protein. Uh-huh. Um, I stay away from eggs because it makes my skin break out. Um, so I like to change it up every day. Some days I'm having chicken. Other days I'm having pork. Other days it's beef, lamb, whatever, shrimp, scallops, mm-hmm. any seafood that's on sale. So um, I just try to mix up my protein always. And then I try to get a lot of greens in there or just colorful vegetables. Mm-hmm. And I just always kind of go back to the same vegetables. You love I arugula. Love arugula. I, I wish like, I loved it. Oh my God. I hate every other green. <laughs> really? I'm like, I don't want any other salad. <laughs> um, so arugula, um, carrots, broccoli, cauliflower, kale. Mm-hmm. I love all of those vegetables. So I have them regularly in our diet. Um, 
And then some days I have a starchier carbohydrate with that. So I, I was telling Mike this right earlier that my body seems to do well f- with three days of lower carb and then a higher carb day. It just seems to feel its best then. Um, and I, my digestive track is best when I do that. Mm-hmm. So then some days that like fourth day, I'll have a higher carbohydrate day. So white potatoes, plantains, mm-hmm. um, I don't digest sweet potatoes very well. So I don't do that many of those, but white potatoes and, uh, plantains are my two kind of go-tos. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just build it around there. I want some sort of protein and I want colorful vegetables and sometimes a starchy or carbohydrate. And I obviously always cook my food in some sort of fat. So I'm getting healthy fats there, whether it's a ghee or avocado oil or olive oil, butter, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And okay, so on days when you're higher carb, do you adjust anything else or just add the carbs? I just usually add the carbs. That's interesting. I didn't realize that. You like do like three days lower. Well, what do you consider high carb versus low carb? Like on low carb days, you're not having any starches. Yeah, just okay. staying away from starches. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet the higher carbohydrate day will have that. And and it's not always like that. It's not like I follow this schedule. Yeah, you know, it just like tends to be. Totally. Yeah. It's just, and especially I try to do it when I'm not traveling. So yeah. my schedule is a little bit more regulated when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. When I'm traveling, it's like I'm going to eat more of what I want to. Yeah. Um, and so the higher days are... I'll usually have like two meals that have a starchy carbohydrate with mm-hmm. it. And, but again, this is not like, you know, I'm right by the books. Yeah. It's just, I've tried to do that, especially if my weight has been fluctuating and I'm gaining weight. Mm-hmm. I go back to that just to rein in it a little bit. Yeah. How do you do with nuts? Stay away from them. Yeah. I do well with peanuts, okay. which, you know, that's. Those aren't paleo. Yeah, exactly. You're not paleo. <laughs> I just had a, like a nut butter packet, this uh-huh. a peanut nut butter packet this morning because I knew I wouldn't have like a full, I just didn't have time for mm-hmm. a full meal. So just get something higher fat to hold me over a little bit longer. Um, but I stay away from pretty much all nuts other than peanuts mm-hmm. and peanut butter uh, because they make my skin break out and mm-hmm. I bloat and have gas. Mm-hmm. Not into it. I'm curious, like, honestly this is selfish reasons how you balance like recipe testing with like your own digestive skin like feeling okay like i know know, literally okay full disclosure when i'm like going through recipe testing periods because i will kind of just do everything at once yeah i'm like i know i'm like my stomach is gonna be in severe pain i'm probably gonna gain like 10 pounds this this weekend (laughs) like um i'm i'm gonna break out like i just know i have to deal with all that i know and I, I am definitely, I know you've talked about this before, I think a long time ago on your podcast, but like moderating versus abstainer and I'm definitely oh, yeah. an abstainer. Like I can't yeah. moderate, like I wish I could, but I yeah. just can't. And so it's like once I'm testing things, it's like false. It's like a shit show. It's you hard. Know? Yeah. I mean, I think if I'm, I go, I, every time is a little bit different. Sometimes I can eat one piece of something and be good to go. Mm-hmm. Other times it's, I can't stop. Yeah. And so there's certain things that I know I can't stop with, like um, uh, brownies. Mm-hmm. Brownies, I cannot stop. And so I have to get those out of the house immediately. Um, Where do you, who do you give them to? I take them to the gym. Oh, okay. That's Yeah. Nice. So I just take them there or my husband will eat them. Uh-huh. And so I just put them in the freezer and then he can grab them. Mm-hmm. And I won't, like, I kind of forget about them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I mean, I still have those days where I just like can't really stop or you're like tasting it as you cook it. And then it's like, yeah. you've probably had like a tub of almond butter. I know. So it's hard some days, but I just try to get them out of the house as quick as possible. Okay. Girlfriends, last time I did cooking videos, girls' friends came over and took all the brownies out of my house and yeah. just get them out. Dude, videos are hard. They're fucking hard. Do you, do you like them? I love them. <laughs> oh, you do? I've gotten to this place where I know my camera crew really well now because I think we've filmed together four times. Yeah. Ooh, okay, yes. that's nice. So they come in and we've, like, we just get each other now. We know how it flows. And I'm much more myself on camera than I used to be. And I've also found an editor who gets editing it, not editing the mistakes out. Like, mm-hmm. I want the... Uh, bloopers in there Mm -hmm. and I want my personality to shine through and me cussing and all that stuff that has always been my Mm -hmm. personality um so now I really like it it's just it's so much work leading up to it Mm -hmm. and the day of and then I'm drained I can't work out I just have to like take a full day off of doing nothing and that's really hard too so yeah they're definitely tough. You're on a lot of platforms, like so, because you have like video, your the whole blog, um, your podcasting, Instagram. Like, yeah. What's your What's your favorite kind of medium? Blog for sure. Blog forever. Yeah, and always forever and always. I mean, those are people who really care mm-hmm. because they're coming to the blog, they're trying a recipe, they're leaving a comment about the recipe or something that did work or didn't work. Those are my people that. I really want to work the hardest for mm-hmm. Instagram. Anybody can come to your page and you know, anybody can come to a blog, but people take the time to go to a blog Instagram. It's like they fall on it and ask you stupid questions mm-hmm. instead of really taking the time to try something and give you feedback and um, comment about what they're going through in their own lives and connect with you mm-hmm. versus social media is just kind of a free for all. Yeah. I have of such hard time with Instagram. I know. Me like, too, I just man. like hate it, but it also has to be used. I know. And I'm like, I miss the days when people read. I feel like people don't read blogs. I know. Like, why are you so lazy? You won't go to a website and read something. I know. Like I really, Spoon-fed. yeah, I miss it. And I think that there's so much bullshit on, like I get very aggravated with all the bullshit I see on Instagram and people who like are saying horrible things, making people feel badly about themselves. Like, I don't know, but I, I feel, I'm hoping it dies. Oh, me too. And I think it will at some point. It's yeah. just like Facebook. Facebook, mm-hmm. all the old people got on Facebook yeah. and Mark Zuckerberg changed it all. And so it was just like these fucking terrible ads talking about like someone getting beheaded or something like weird <laughs> shit like that. And it's pushed the younger generation onto Instagram, which is why he bought Instagram. Uh-huh. And I think the same thing will happen. You know, the young yeah. generation was on Facebook to begin with. And like people say, they're like, I'm still on Facebook. I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. Like it's, and I get it. Like to share photos of your kids and talk to your family, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't normally talk to, whatever. But I see it as a dying place. There's always something new. That's what the internet is. You know, it started with Facebook and then Twitter and then, you know, Instagram and then Snapchat. And there's always something new and it's always moving in a different direction. So it may die out at some point. And that's why I think blogs are so important because you never know when Instagram could just be gone in a second, then where's your platform if you don't have a blog? Yeah. And a lot of people like blogging on Instagram has become the new thing. I'm like, this is so stupid. Like, cause people are writing are they captions really? that are like 20 million pages long. And I'm like, 
why don't you put that on a website? Yeah. Like, that's what I don't get. I, it's really, it's in, it's interesting. It's because people people do that so that people will actually read it. But then again, people scroll and they're like, it's too long. I don't want to read yeah. it. Yeah. So. I never read that long stuff. Yeah. I, I my eyes close over real, real quickly. Yeah. That's why you go to a blog to read more. Yeah. So I, I just think like, I think it's also a generational thing. I think people yeah. are lazy. People need to read. Is your demographic, like, I'm kind of curious who your, who your demographic is. Is it people your age or do you feel like it's 25 to 35? So my okay. biggest okay. group yeah. for sure. That makes sense. And then 85% women, which is probably more than 85%. Yeah. But that's what it says. How has starting podcasting changed things? Has it changed anything? Um, I think that it helps people connect with me more because mm-hmm. they're just like hearing me talk. And mm-hmm. instead of just type and you create your own voice in someone's head, you know, I think they get to hear what I'm going through. And so I think it helps connect people to my blog. Um, But I mean, it really hasn't changed anything. Yeah, It hasn't been, it's not something that I put a huge amount of time into like Mm -hmm. I do with my blog. Like my blog is 24 seven all the time. And the podcast is just a small component that I bring in there because someone asked me to start a podcast. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'll do it. And just share about whatever's going on. Yeah. no, it's not like a huge, huge piece. Do you, okay, like through this job, you've, met, you've made a lot of friends through your job. Yeah. Have you ever met people online who were like different in person? Do you run into that? Yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. And, but at the same time, maybe we've just created mm-hmm. this viewpoint on what they're supposed to be. And I'm mm-hmm. sure people have done that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we expect them. It's just like how people have said, like, you don't ever want to meet the people that you idolize because you've built them up in your head, like a yeah. famous person. Like, say Angelina Jolie, and you think she's this, like, godsend, and then you run into her at a grocery store, and she's kind of rude to you because you bumped into her or whatever. And then you're like, oh, I hate Angelina mm-hmm. Jolie. It's like we just build these people up in our heads to be a certain way. And so when I've met some of these people, I'm definitely let down because I've created this connection that they don't have with me and vice versa. So I think that's pretty common. Um, And it's easy to be a certain person online. It's different in person. And I know, you know, I'll be this confident person on um, social media. And then you meet me in person, I get kind of shy and embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they'll be like, Oh my God, I love your blog. And it just makes me embarrassed and uncomfortable and like that I'm not going to live up to their expectations. Mm-hmm. So then maybe they think I kind of suck. And yeah. I, I don't think I do. It's just how I kind of come off in that nervous, yeah. awkward moment. So it definitely happens that I feel disappointed. It, I, I went to the like to know it conference. Uh-huh. Um, a couple years ago, and I was definitely that must let have been down. Interesting. It's so interesting. <laughs> I feel like the people who would go there would be. I was like, this is like a sorority. Yeah, I felt so out of place because all of them know each other because they've been in the fashion realm for so long, and I'm just like a person who just kind of came in, and I was like, I like sharing my outfits, mm-hmm. but I also share this, this, and this, and so. I didn't have that connection with all these people who've known each other for years. So it's like, shit, I'm in a sorority that I'm not part of right now. Yeah. It's funny how there are such clicks on the internet. I know. Totally. it's really interesting for you because I feel like the fashion blogging world and then there's like the food blogging world and they're both like these bubbles. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's very, 
intense. Yeah. You, and you find your bubbles, you mm-hmm. know, like I am so close with Cassie from fed and fit mm-hmm. and Lexi from Lexi's clean kitchen and Vanessa Barajas from, um, a clean, clean eating with a dirty mind. Like those are my girlfriends who I've had for years now mm-hmm. and we get together and we have so much fucking fun and that's my little click. And yeah. you know, like those girls I can go back to and I can get amazing advice. That's not, um, catty or they're going to turn around on me mm-hmm. because I've had those friendships that I thought were great friendships and this person is stabbing in the back and that mm-hmm. happens in the world too. But these are girlfriends I know I can rely on and they've helped me come up with business ideas and they don't feel like taking that on themselves. I'm like, you just helped me come up with a business idea. Do you want that? Yeah. And they're like, no, take it, go with it. Yeah. So you find your click for sure. Yeah. It's I think it's human also nature. kind of like... Do you ever feel like you have your walls up? Because I feel like nowadays people would be so, they just like want to use you. I feel like oh, I'm yeah. matching like a like to know what conference. It's like if someone knew who you were, they'd like try. I don't know. People, I mean, I have been stabbed in the back so many times yeah. in this business because when you go in, you're just this, you're like a little kid mm-hmm. and everybody promises you the world and you're like, oh my God, this is going to be so great. I'm going to have this partnership with this person and work with this person. And then it does not work out that way. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't trust everybody. And it's just relearning like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Let's see if you're actually in it to win it with different partnerships or whatever. And not like actually money, but Mm -hmm. just, yeah, it's a very stabby in the back kind of world because people can promise anything over the internet, you know? Yeah. I think that people should have their guard up more than they think. Yeah. Um, Especially it's like fucking cutthroat and like all this blogging world. Like it literally is like a huge high school. I swear. I bet, especially if you're in LA. LA is like, cause I'm not around many bloggers in Denver. Mm -hmm. There's only a handful that I know, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure you're around people all the time in that industry. And LA is very cutthroat in general. Fake and cutthroat as fuck. I don't want to be friends with any of you. Like it's so funny because people always say you don't seem like you're in LA you're not no. an LA person I'm no like, you don't. yeah I'm not and like all of my best I'm like there's a reason I mean I have a few of my a few of my best friends are in LA but like most of my friends don't live in California mm-hmm. and it's like takes a type where like I have a lot of friends who don't live in California and like I'm so jealous you live in LA like everything's there I'm like no if you came out here you would have severe issues like I'm yeah. a hermit for a reason there for because real. I don't want to deal with everybody like everyone is so fucked up and yes. like emotionally and in terms of their relationships like it's a shit show yeah and i don't want to like sorry no new friends and it's too it's yeah. kind of sad Friend because capacity. I, yeah i'm sure i miss out on some things because i'll say no to meeting with people i'm like i'm not gonna invest my time in you because like i just i don't know if i can trust you you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. it's not worth it and like I'm good where I'm at, but you know, I, it's the same thing. It's like, you've been stabbed too many, like the number of times someone acts like they want to get to know me. And it's really like to get to someone else who I'm with. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Like you yeah. just wasted my time. Yeah. You know, and it took me three hours to get here because we're in LA. So I know <laughs> Never mind. for real, Never mind. But, and that's why I wonder like, um, like it's like the opposite for me. Like I, I have this image in my head of like, Oh, if I just lived, here or there like where I was away from everybody I'd be so much happier like it would be so much easier because I could just focus on myself and not have all this chatter um so I think it goes both ways would you ever move anywhere 
Yeah, I'm actually looking to move right now. I'm like looking at apartments, but I'm moving to San Diego. Oh, fun. Uh, oh my yeah. God. My husband is like, that's the only other place you'd want to live really? is San Diego. Yeah, I love San Diego. It's I mean, like it's always the been. Best. Yeah, it's my favorite city. I feel like it's like, it has all the things that I like about LA, but like without the bitchy people. Yeah. It's a calmed down It's LA. all like the best of California. Yeah. Rolled into one. Exactly. It's the place oh, to I be. I love San Diego. So. My, we have a trip to Cabo for New Year's and we were thinking about maybe changing it and doing something else because mm-hmm. it was going to be more expensive than we thought it would be. And like to me, every time I want to go somewhere new pretty much, but mm-hmm. my husband really likes places he's been to, like it's comfort, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, we could go to Hawaii. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the tickets are just as expensive to go to Cabo as they yeah. are to Hawaii. And he's like, what about San Diego? I was like, we have been to San Diego so many fucking times. <laughs> like... This is that's like a weekend trip, not like this huge trip we go on. Yeah, because he's he just loves it. Loves it. Oh my gosh, it. you guys should move there. I know, maybe someday you should move there. We get sick of the snow every time it do snows you? for sure. Yeah, I don't think I could live in snow. Mm-mm, it's I cold do, as fuck. I do want to go to Colorado though because all the good food, so good. And I feel like there's so many normal people there. Like I, the have, best. I have a few friends there and I'm like, you guys are all normal. Very normal. So I have to visit, but not when it's snowing. No. Come in like springtime falls awesome. Like right now it just cooled down. Uh-huh. It's like perfect and it's beautiful in the mountains, but Colorado has really great people. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are moving there. So it's changing, but yeah. the nicest friendly people are, pe- is it like healthy? Yeah, yes. it's like very healthy. Super healthy. Yeah. I mean, okay. everybody, because there's always outdoor things to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, snowboarding, skiing, mountain biking, like people are outdoors at all times, mm-hmm. no matter what the weather is. And it's very food driven. I mean, I think Boulder was last year was rated happiest city in the world oh, really? or in the US or something like it. that. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm like, well, no shit. Everyone in Boulder is rich as mm-hmm. fuck. So, duh. But it's like a health food. Mm hmm craze in boulder and then it's really spread to denver too super healthy super good food outdoors happy people i know i need to go i need to eat yeah then you can come visit me yeah we can eat paleo yes (laughs) you can recipe test on me okay deal deal no that'd be fun where do you where do you like want to go next you love to travel i feel like i do yeah um well dream travel spot i mean i'm going to new zealand in november Holy shit. Yeah. My friend is getting married out there. I'm so pumped I got an invite to his wedding. Wait, why? He's from New Zealand. Oh, I was like, that seems like you really just don't want anyone to come to your wedding. I know, right? And it's (laughs) funny because they probably thought that, Mm -hmm. but then... I mean, he's, this is his second marriage. They're both 40. So it's like people have money to mm-hmm. fly to New Zealand. Yeah. So if you were trying to get people to not go, it didn't work with anybody. Yeah. I think everybody's going that they invited. Um, so we're going to New Zealand, which is like one of my bucket list of places uh-huh. to go. I have Paris in May. I've never been to Europe. So of that planned. So those are my two big trips coming up mm-hmm. for travel that I'm just so pumped That's about. so fun. I want to so, go to Australia. I'm trying to get that on I'm the list. I'm dying to go there, except like, I didn't realize how, I mean, it's so big. And I, and I was like, I have yeah. friends in Australia and I'm like, I should make an Australia trip and visit people. And then they all live like five hours apart. I know. Like, well, shit, I don't know where to go. I've heard people, they're like, if you want to go to Australia, go to New Zealand. Oh, really? I mean, it's like, they're like, it's, you get the feel of kind of, uh-huh. you know, Australia, but it's so much better. That's what uh-huh. I've heard from everybody. 
that's no hate to the people yeah. from Australia yeah. listening right now. No, I'm curious that you'll I'm curious to see how that will go. I know. I'm so excited. Why do you think you like traveling so much? A food. I yeah. mean food is a huge component, but like just it's so easy to just stay in one place. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just stay comfortable at home. Um and I and I'm very much a homebody. Mm-hmm. I don't really like going out that much. And I think that's my way of getting out into the world. Because I'm not a person who just goes to the bar and hangs out with my friends. That's yeah. not my style. But going to different places and trying different food and seeing different cultures, I think it's just so eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. And and I don't have realize kids. how much America sucks. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, literally, I went to Montreal yeah. not long ago. And... Um, Everywhere I was with a guy who spoke six languages. Damn. Six. Yeah. And, you know, everybody there, they would speak to you in French. And then when you speak English, they speak to you in English. Like mm-hmm. they know multiple languages. And so you're like, fuck, I'm so stupid. Yeah. And so that's like very eye opening. But I also, I don't know how how long I'll have these opportunities to get to travel so many places Mm -hmm. and I don't have kids and we have dual income. Like this is Mm -hmm. the time to get to do these things that I don't know if I'll get to do in the future. So I'm just taking, taking whatever word I'm trying to say. Yeah. Word it out. Wait, can we touch on the kids for a second? Yeah. Cause I love this topic because (laughs) literally like, okay. Do you want kids? Um, I, I'm, I'm at this point that I never say never mm-hmm. because you, whenever I say I'm never going to do that, then it always It'll happens. Happen, yeah. So I went in, when I met my husband, I told him, I don't know if I want to have kids. Mm-hmm. So he has to be okay with that because mm-hmm. that, I, I don't know if I will. Mm-hmm. I have no yearning to have kids. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never felt that way. Um, it is a huge fucking responsibility mm-hmm. to raise a good child in this world and to take care of them. And it's a huge sacrifice. And I've just seen so every single one of my friends, every single one who have had kids does not seem as happy. They love their child. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. People who have kids there is the biggest blessing and the hardest thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just don't, I'm not to the point where I'm ready to just give mm-hmm. up, um, a certain piece of me and you have to do that as a parent and to change my relationship with my husband, you know, Mm -hmm. relationships are hard and -hmm. marriage is hard, let alone when you add in a kid or two. And, you know, some people I've just, I haven't had anybody show me that kids are the best. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't experienced that yet. And, you know, I've gotten a lot of shit by it. I remember I, um, this company that I worked with, they posted my outfit photo and this girl went on and was like, I don't know why you support this blogger. She hates children and won't have kids because it's going to change your body. She's so dis- like disgusting of a person. I was like, bitch, no. Kids are a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's not just about your body and ripping your vagina in mm-hmm. half and tearing your body in half. No, it's not about that. It's about raising a child and giving them the best life that you could and then maybe turning to drugs Mm -hmm. and hating you long-term. Like there are really hard things that you have to go through with, Mm -hmm. with having a child. It's not just like, Oh, I'm going to raise this child and he's going to be this perfect person in society. Mm -hmm. Shit fucking happens along the way. Mental illness, drugs, alcohol. Like there's a lot of shit that goes into being a parent and how scary it must be. And I just don't feel like a grown up enough for that. No, I know. And I think people, I'm like, 
it is so irresponsible to have a child if you don't know if you want one like god forbid that child gets born with like some type of disease or illness and that's a whole other level of parenting yes forever yeah like it just i'm really sick of people pressuring trying to like pressure women into having kids and like you're less of a woman for not having a child yeah because as soon as i got married that was the instant question when are you guys gonna have kids and it's Mm -hmm. like i mean i I just got married yeah and what if i never or what if i couldn't have kids Mm -hmm. and you're asking me this question and i am infertile it's like so not it's so insensitive so I, I don't know I'm if that'll ever change. I'm trying to figure out why people think that's an okay question to always ask. It's just like the normal thing. It's yeah. like, oh, you guys are dating. When mm-hmm. are you going to get engaged? I know. Like, when are you going to get married? Yeah. When are you going to have kids? Or when are you having your next kid? <laughs> you know, it's like what we've been programmed to ask. Yeah. And now I think more and more it's getting like, oh, I shouldn't ask that because you never know what people are going through mm-hmm. and people are talking about that more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like, kids are a big fucking deal and they should be taken as a big fucking deal. That's a responsibility maybe forever. Yeah. Maybe forever. You know, like if you do have a kid with whatever, whatever happens Mm -hmm. and you have to take care of that kid forever. And of course you're a parent and you're like, fuck yes, I will do anything for this child. Mm -hmm. But knowing that your life will change forever is a huge, crazy thing. Yeah. It is a huge thing. And I think it's so interesting seeing people's reactions to like topics like this. Yeah. Which is why I like talking about it in a place where people can't comment because I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like when Diane, like Dan Simplebo was talking about yeah. it a lot recently and I was just like reading the comments. I'm like, people are talking about crazy. not having kids. Like she was just saying how she's like, I don't want kids. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't, I like people are getting mad at her because she doesn't want kids. I know. Like, and people are like, you're so selfish. It's like, okay, so what's wrong with that? Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're my life, not yours. Yeah. I mean, like have kids. That's amazing. Yeah. And (laughs) what's wrong with being selfish and not wanting to procreate? There's plenty of people in this world. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, ruining this world too. Yeah. Like we are ruining this world. And so to not put another one on, it's not the biggest deal in the world yeah. as everybody else makes it out to be. Yeah. My mother-in-law, she is devastated that I'm not interested in having kids. She's devastated. And so my sister-in-law is dating a guy. She's been dating him for less than a year. She just met him this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And she told my sister-in-law that she was like on the drive back after meeting him, she's like, do you think you'll have kids with him? <laughs> she's like, cause your time's running out. Cause she's like almost 36. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what? <laughs> and it's like both she and I were not interested in mm-hmm. that at all. Like we're very happy with our life. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny. The grandmothers who not grandmothers, but mothers who are like pushing it. Yeah. My mom knows not to talk about it, but my mother-in-law, she brings it up time and time again. And I'm like, girl. Yeah. Life is well, just way fun without it. They like, bring look it up for day selfish drinking. reasons, totally. you know, and they're not thinking about how that affects your life. And yeah. it's just so funny because it was like, I mean, you think about like a hundred years ago, like we weren't allowed to have careers. You're like, yeah. it's this big thing, like feminism, like we can do things. And now it's like, you're a bad person if you don't want to be a mom. Yeah. I'm like, where did this come from? I know. Like, it's like counter sexism. it is hard to work full time and to parent. Yeah. Well, it's like, 
okay, if you had a child, there's no fucking way you could keep up with no. what you do now. And my there's husband no works six days a week mm-hmm. and then golfs on Sundays. That would change completely. Does yeah. he want to give that up? Probably yeah. not, you know? Mm-hmm. And your days, your weekends are filled like going to the zoo and going mm-hmm. to the aquarium. And I don't really want to do that. Yeah. Like, I really like how much I work at this point and building up my career. And that's hard to change that. And women out there who have babies and have their full-time career are fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they do it's it. It's hard. And I'm not yeah. like discounting that. Like, they are amazing. I just, I don't feel ready to do that. Yeah. I think that people just need to like stick with their, and this whole conversation, it's like, it's not like, <laughs> it's not bad either way. Like people yeah. think that if you, if you say you don't want kids, that means that you like don't like people who, who have want kids. kids. I'm like, no, yeah. not at all. Like I want kids eventually. Yeah. But like, obviously not now, but obviously it's like, there are plenty of people who don't want them. And I'm yeah, like, and you okay, respect awesome. those people yeah, just as much. They don't have them. Who cares? Like, yeah. We have a population problem anyways, you know? Big time. So we don't need to add more when people don't. Plus, I think about all these decisions now that the government is making for parents, basically, like vaccines. Okay, yeah. like things that I feel very strongly about. Like if I had a child, I wouldn't want them to get vaccines. And But if my child wanted to go to school, they have to have vaccines. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Are you fucking kidding me? Right. No. There's so many decisions as a parent. Yeah. I'm like, if if I'm going to choose to be a parent, then I'm going to be able to make the decisions, not the government making it for me. Like, yeah. fuck that. Oh, man. The vaccines, the birth. Yeah. There's so many things, so many different opinions. It's like, how do you even decide on what your own opinion mm-hmm. is? Oh, it's really intense. Like my girlfriend who wanted to do a natural birth and then she almost died in childbirth. Oh, my God. It's really? like fucking shit like that. Holy shit. Ugh. Okay, so that's really scary. So scary. <laughs> I might change my mind now. Maybe I don't ever want to. Oh my god, it fucked her up for for a good chunk of time, and her like thyroid will never be the same. Like she lost like half of her blood. It's fucking crazy. That's Shit, really it was crazy. scary. Yeah. Do you know like what happened? Um, her she got a C section and she you couldn't a stop. C-section? Yeah, she wouldn't stop bleeding afterwards. I, oh my God, that's scary because we think about births nowadays, how they're like so safe and like we don't die from yeah. childbirth anymore. Like, yeah, no, had a flight no for life. Safe, yeah, holy shit, to a different hospital because they ran out of blood. Oh my, where was where was it? She was in a little town. Well, I wonder where she was. Okay, maybe she was that's in why, Idaho. She was, oh, I don't and know. And had to who lives in Idaho? Right, not <laughs> her why. anymore. She's back yeah. in California. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm like that would never happen in California. <laughs> no, we have too much blood. Here. Exactly, <laughs> we have too much blood. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's switch gears to wrap up. Okay. Two, I have two questions for yeah. you. My first one is for the, oh, okay. What advice? Okay, no, I want to reword that. What do you think? Well, okay, what common mistakes you see most women making when it comes to like health in general? Like, is there something that comes up over and over again where like you should probably try this? Um, I live in such a bubble, so it's mm-hmm. hard to say because I live at my CrossFit gym and mm-hmm. on a blog that's paleo. That's so okay. People it's in are in that demographic. What do you see? Um, I think. Alcohol is a big thing Mm -hmm. that people aren't facing the facts of how alcohol plays in to their caloric intake Mm -hmm. and um, how it can mess with, you know, how you're developing as well. Like Mm -hmm. if you're trying to build muscle in the gym and you're drinking on a regular basis, that can really hinder that building muscle. So um, 
how much alcohol people consume. I think people deny because mm-hmm. you have a certain amount of drinks and you kind of forget about it and how many calories that is in a night. Yeah. That's the biggest thing I see because I have a, at our gym, it's a very party mm-hmm. gym and everybody's drinking on a regular basis and then so wondering why they're not me. seeing results. So I think that's one of the biggest things yeah. I see um, with my own friends and my own population is just that. Um, and then outside of the main group that I, in the bubble that I live in, I think people still think um, that they have to, to see results, they have to follow a certain diet and they have to maybe count macros as well. So they have to be paleo and they have to count their macros if they want to lose weight. Mm -hmm. And I think what I've been able to show people is that you can lose weight and you can maintain a healthy body weight and lifestyle by just eating um, the right foods Mm -hmm. and not over obsessing about it. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to obsess. That's not the criteria. I'm sure you hear so much like nutrition information and fitness information. And like, how do you just let that fly over your head and do, or do you ever like get caught up in some of it being like oh shit should I not be doing that you know what I mean I do sometimes but I think I've just done so many different things along the way mm-hmm. and I found something that works for me and I still do I'm like hmm, maybe it would be interesting to know how many carbs I mm-hmm. take in but then I have to come back down of like I don't have the personality that lines up with that very well and that's not a safe space for me to be in and it's triggering and so I have to stay away from it um So I think I just, I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting, but whatever I'm doing right now is working. So I'm going to kind of stick with this until maybe that changes when my hormones change or lifestyle Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. All right. Last thing I want to ask you, what's something that you wish people like knew or understood more about you that you think that maybe they don't know? Um, hmm. I know it's a hard question. That's super hard. I think the whole, the social anxiety, I think because I come off a certain way on social media because it's like, you're just talking to yourself on social media. You're yeah. doing an Instagram story and it's mm-hmm. like, of course people are watching it, but it doesn't feel like that or just a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like you and I are talking to each other right now, not thinking about the people who are listening to it at the moment. Yeah. So I think just to know if I ever like come off, um, rude in person. It's Mm -hmm. just because I have this just social anxiety and I don't want to disappoint someone. And so I get a little awkward. Um, and then I, I do come off as a bitch sometimes online, but that's because that I am. So they're pretty accurate. You're with that, not though. But. Like people, I think people take your sense of humor like too seriously. Yes. Or like me <laughs> like just being very sarcasm. like, Blunt. Yes. Very blunt. Yeah. It's like, where do I find the recipe? I'm like, where exactly I said in the description of this post Mm -hmm. it's like well that's the fact yeah like sorry read and you would know (laughs) so i get a little bitchy online where i'm just like fucking do like do your part of reading i'm the same very direct but i just hope that i just have social anxiety i have some issues with that that um hold me back sometimes in things so if i ever come off rude in person it's probably because i'm just nervous yeah, and it's funny because I think so many people who are in the online space have a lot of social anxiety. Totally. Um, and I think it's a really cool outlet for people to like be able to still share and contribute to the world yes. without having that hold them back. Yeah, and I you mean, know? that's what really built my blog up is I was able to share all these insecurities mm-hmm. in a space that felt safe to me. Mm-hmm. And then all these other people connected with me and I'm like, oh, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. It was so amazing to connect with that um, to this whole group 
of people that I would have never met if it weren't for the internet. So it's, I'm, the internet's so freaking cool. It's, it's such cool. an awful space, but so cool at the same time. <laughs> I know. Pros and cons. Yeah. Pros Give and you cons. a job though. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Pros. Cool. Okay. Can you tell everybody all the places they can find your? Yeah. Thing? Just go to paleomg.com. All my recipes and posts are there. Paleomg on Instagram. You can listen to Paleomg Uncensored. I don't know why you would, but you can totally <laughs> listen to it. Only if you like swearing. Yeah. If you like swearing. If you don't, no need to leave and an iTunes review. <laughs> no need. All right. But yeah, that's it. Thanks. Thank you. I hope you guys had as much fun listening to that episode as I did recording it. I just love Julie. She is such a gem and so genuine and authentic. And I highly recommend you follow her if you don't already, which I would be surprised if you don't. But you can find all of her things at paleomg.com and on Instagram. So make sure you check her out. And if you like this episode, comment on one of her posts and let her know that you liked it and that you heard it from here. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you shared it on social media. If you left a rating and a review on iTunes so that I know that you enjoy the content. And make sure you join our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. I would love to have you in there. I know I've kept you for over two hours. Thanks for hanging in here, but I told you it was worth it, right? I hope you have an awesome day, and I will talk to you again next episode. Bye.